0: hey hi this is dan fogler you know me from the walking dead and fantastic beasts and all that fun stuff and the goldbergs and balls of fury and here i am i'm on the below the belt show i'm having a great time um check out the dan fogler 40 experience podcast video cast and here's a little uh, cheers uh for the anniversary of this wonderful show uh this is giggle water so here we go
1: ah that's good giggle water
2: the below the belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired it is now time for the bad boys of baltimore Pips up goes down
3: Wax on, wax off.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB, Below the Belt in the Mother of House. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most, guys. We have an incredible show from top to bottom. bottom. That's right, top to bottom. We just celebrated our anniversary all month of September, and we're still bringing you amazing shows, guys. I mean, every week we just pull out all the stops. So let's go ahead and introduce the panel, starting with, that's right, guys, the one and only, the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. It's,
4: it's a cool time of year. We got our anniversary shows. We got the Halloween shows, the Thanksgiving show. That's right. Christmas shows.
0: You're going to have We're a birthday, sh- you're gonna, birthday you're have show? A, you have a birthday show, too, right? Somewhere in there, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it's always a celebration here on BTB. We had to bring back on Below the Belt show a uh, longtime friend of mine. She's a member of the Blondtourage. <laughs>
1: if you can
5: see past my roots.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> the one only Ashley. Do we tell? Did we reveal your last name on the show? Or did we keep – you just go simply by Ashley?
5: I think that you – I think we went with my – with Novak. Okay, We're Ashley
0: – Ashley Novak, guys. Welcome yeah, I, back to B2B Ashley. You were a part you've been a part of the B2B in studio at WNBC Studios. I'm going what was it twice or three times? I'm trying to remember exactly how many times you stopped by. It,
5: it was definitely twice. Um, it could have been three times, but it was, awesome. it was at least twice, yeah. Which yeah, is and so
4: saw our beautiful studio, like our
0: yeah, like, our multi million dollar studio. The beautiful <laughs> studio. <Yes. laughs> That's a treat yes yes well you know it it did the job it did the job ash we had to have you on because i know that you're a big walking dead fan and uh yes you have your own little walker bobblehead which is great um we're gonna do this is a great show tonight guys because we will be discussing the season 10 now i say finale but Yeah, I was confused. It really is episode 16 because they're adding six more episodes. Yeah, when you told me
5: that, I was like, what is he talking about?
0: (laughs) Yep, they're actually going into those um, in production for those six bonus episodes now. Um, And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that they finally decided that Walking Dead will be finally concluding with season 11. Which will almost feel like two more seasons because it's going to start, I believe, fall of, of 2021 and go into next year. So yeah. we're, base- we're basically getting Walking Dead um, for the next two years. And then of course, Walking Dead will continue with spinoffs. Um, the Carol and Daryl spinoff, which is pretty exciting.
5: Wait, is there one? I'm yes. so blind on my news. See, since
0: yes they're, they're definitely doing that they're doing a walking dead spin-off with carol and daryl which is going to cool. take place after after the end of walking dead season 11 and this spin-off, um so i t- i watched talking dead hosted by chris hardwick and daryl said he's very excited well norman rita said is the actor um so he's very excited because they're going to be exploring what else is out there and if you you know, you watch Walking Dead, they pretty much stayed in the D.C. area. If you think about it, Alexandria, Virginia and all those fictional towns yeah, like which, the Kingdom. Which is
5: super cool. Yeah. With yeah. views that don't actually exist. I'm here right, to right. tell you. The views that they portray as like, I think they were like driving over some bridge that doesn't really exist. and But nobody <laughs> needs to know that. I know that because I I live here. But, right, right, right. But still, it's it's really cool really fun that they're there, like that that's based
0: there. I love that. Wow, and we had to bring another Walking Dead fan on Below the Belt show. She's a columnist from Your Money Geek. She's got her own podcast as well, a fellow SAG-AFTRA member and actress. <laughs> um, the one and only, wonderful, Maggie Love it. back on Below the Belt show. What's up, Maggie?
3: Hey, Al, thanks so much for having me again.
0: Yeah, absolutely we had to have you on because i know you're a walking dead fan you worked on world, world beyond and you participated in our pre-recorded interview with alexa <laughs> Mansour.
3: so you had to bring me back right
0: <laughs> how i mean how cool, that ex- how <laughs> cool no was that how cool that interview yeah <laughs> well i think it's it's great when you bring fans of the franchise on for an interview i think it just it makes for a better interview i don't know you you know the content you know the fandom Ashley, that's, I, you know, that's I why wish we have I would to have that.
5: I wish I would have joined in on it, but next time.
0: Next time, yeah. So we have a pre recorded interview that we'll be playing at the end of the program of the lovely and talented Alexa Mance, who plays Hope. Um, the We already talked about the amazing uh, premiere of World Beyond. Um, but I think we should talk a little bit about the. The season finale, well, the season 10 finale, well, like I mentioned, not really finale because we're getting six bonus episodes. Um, I only have two criticisms of the finale. What? Um, and one of them was the the Neg- Negan beta battle scene fight just was a little underwhelming. It wasn't long. It didn't. Um, I thought it was a little too quick. Although the beta death was very impactful and was a very, very, is it? I mean, it's kind of weird as this to say it was a cool death, but, <laughs> but, uh, with the, well, help- it was
5: like definitely not something they've ever done. Like, you don't see that happen ever on the show. Like right. that kind of takedown.
0: So, yeah, yeah. So, so that was cool. So Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl, took two knives and stabbed beta in both eyes it was so gnarly oh my gosh it was so gnarly um but you know what was weird beta had this smile on his face he's a true psychopath oh that's what i was talking referring beta, to. beta beta yeah. was just just smiling as like all his followers the walk the the, the walkers uh just surrounded him and devoured him and uh yeah, now that that officially brings us to the end of the Whisper War, the storyline, which again was a big um, storyline in the comic books. Um, I'm
3: so glad it's over. That was like my least favorite storyline. Favorite, really? Yeah, but the Whisper War. The Whisper. Yeah, War the War. Whisperers were not. I definitely like lost interest in the Walking Dead for a period of time with the Whisper storyline. Um, really, I just, just, just a little. Like in it the was okay. I thought it was sick. I
5: thought it was so good. Yeah, like, in the beginning it was, it was really good, but then creepy. it kind of.
3: It, I don't know. It felt like it dragged on a lot longer than reading our comic.
4: I see.
0: Huh. Well, you know, yeah,
4: it would have been, been cool, like if they, um, you know, if Daryl put the knives in his eyes and then Negan like used the bat to like really like
0: knock it in. That's a very good point, Chacha. So in the comic book, that could have been cool. Lucille. Yeah um uh, Negan had Lucille in the comic book during their epic battle. Okay. For whatever reason, they they didn't they didn't do that. They decided to go with the Daryl save, which again, they always want to mix up things from the comic. And I get it. They want to do something completely different to kind of, you know, keep the viewers on their toes, which I totally understand, but
4: what percentage of viewers really watch it? You know, I think a lot of the people who are into the comics don't even watch anymore, and the, most of the viewers have never read the comics.
0: I've no, never read the comics. See, yeah, I, am I'm, I'm, I kind of picked up the the comic and the, the graphic novel. I'm reading in the graphic novel form. Uh, at the, no, this is gonna sound crazy. Uh, the 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 crazy cliffhanger that nobody liked when Negan, um, you know, killed somebody who was bad, and we had to wait an entire, yeah, um, six months or whatever. To find out who was on the receiving end of the bat and i was like you know what i want to read the graphic novel i picked up the graphic novel and i picked all of them going forward i didn't go back and get the older ones i just going forward i picked up each graphic novel um because i was in suspense i wanted to know and everybody wanted to know because people were upset they 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 wanted the 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 persons who negan killed to be revealed in that finale but they well people are uh, babies yeah. <laughs> wait, like, like how
4: many how many shows have they had cliffhangers? And that's why they call it a cliffhanger. Um, because they want you to come back, you know, for the next one.
5: Yeah, that's like a given. Right. I mean, that's ridiculous.
4: Well, cause people nowadays, they don't have that... Like, they can't wait. They need that you know, instant um, satisfaction. What do you call it? Instant gratification?
0: Gratification, right. Yeah. yeah, and I guess they're not getting that gratification, but... Um, how,
4: how does the comics compare... I, mean, I know it's different characters and stuff like most of the same, but some other characters and some aren't there. But how, how does the the action and the storylines compare to the TV show?
0: They're, they're, well, the, the major storyline arcs are all there. Right. So, I mean, we got the saviors. We got the whispers. We got Terminus. We got the governor. But is it better um,
4: writing, do you think, than the TV show?
0: Well, so Robert Kirby is not only the writer of the comic book. He's also one of the executive producers. And he does write some of the the scripts, but the thing is uh they have they have so many other writers that just adapt his comic book. You know? Right. So a lot of the story beats are there. I think the 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 main differences are on the deaths. Okay. Um Yeah. So as we you know, we had um the amazing Dan Fogler on, which is a great guest for Below the Belt he thought he was actually going to be on that pike because it was based on the comic book. And all right. same with Ezekiel. And same with Rosita. They were all, all, all supposed to die on the pikes. So and you notice it was really odd or interesting uh, that, um, remember, we saw um, Alpha within, um, was it Hilltop or Alexandria when they're having the fair? Hill, and um, was it Hilltop? Yeah. She grabs Hilltop, Ezekiel yeah. by the arm, Right. And I knew this from the comic book. It was like, oh, no, oh, no, you know. And it it was a way, I think, to give the comic book readers a big WTF, oh, my God, she's going to kill Ezekiel moment. And the people that died, the majority, I think the majority of them were different characters. So let's talk about this. There was another gripe I had with with the finale was that there's no major death on the protagonist's side. Um. you know that's the one thing about Walking Dead. They, even though Beta, yes, he he's he's a antagonist, but we need to see one of the heroes go down. And I think you know I thought really that Gabriel was, was going to go because that's what happens in a comic book. Yeah, me and too. They, they did not kill Gabriel off, and I was like, okay, well they have to give it to somebody else. But all we got was Beatrice. Uh, Beatrice is one of the women from yeah the Oceanside group, and it's a character that we really don't care about,
5: and yeah, we so, don't know much about her at all, right?
0: Exactly. Other than she's kind of kind of like she was kind of like, um, she was kind of like a naysayer. She didn't like, you know, agree with like the unifications of all the group. I think, you know, they're kind of so, you know, nobody was really upset about her death, you know. Um, yeah, I know. But, but the thing
4: about but, I mean, it, they already killed off so many good characters in the past, right? Um, right the people they have left, they don't have that many characters left that they actually build up over the years. I mean, it's a lot of these flat characters. It's all these, like, no-name people. They could have killed, like, probably, like, 85% of the people on the show, and I would have fine with it because you don't care. That's why I miss the old days of them, like, on the farm, rehearsals farm, where oh, everybody on there, you cared about, and every character was built up, and if anybody died, you're like, oh, no. Like, now, now it's like, there's so many people now, and I, I guess it's just the nature of the story, but that's why I think so many people tuned out now, because when somebody dies, you don't care about it, you know, and they're not going to kill Daryl and Carol and, you know.
0: Well, that's confirmed because they have a, a spin right, right, as, as we mentioned earlier. But you got to be stoked about the return of Maggie. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Well, Maggie, love it. You're amazing. But I'm talking about Maggie Green. <laughs> 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 oh, I know.
3: I love her. Yes. I love her so much. I will never forget my first New York Comic Con experience at the um, Madison Square Garden. Yes. So, it wasn't my first New York Comic Con experience, but my first Madison Square Garden experience right. was last year when they announced that Maggie was coming back, and oh, cool. she sat in the audience in a Negan costume yes, hiding her and it was so funny because my mom and I had both seen the person sitting over there like acting weird before the the convention started or that panel started and being like what is with that person and then when they (laughs) revealed it was her I will like never forget that because I loved Maggie and I was so sad when she like left so super excited to see yeah. My character that has the same name as me Come
4: out. <laughs> <laughs> right. And how, yep. cool, how cool is the New York Comic Con? The Walking Dead. Oh my panels? God. Coming in out there last year, amazing. and we saw what you're um, describing. And yeah, like, we were
3: at that. Same I, was, panel, I was. I was think. in the front row. That was like the wildest part of it. We got we, there we, so early.
0: We actually tried to meet up. I believe.
3: Yes. Yes, we did.
0: But, uh, it's a little chaotic during it's that crazy. that thing. My back I
4: was sad seeing me. like you know the time hop stuff now where we were wow. there a year ago like like today and yesterday and like it's hard seeing that now knowing like wow we were in like the swamp of like like tens of thousands of people yeah. where you never could do that you know this year right
3: isn't that it's, sad it's
4: isn't so sad how much stuff has changed in one year yeah you know, my last
3: so four years was like New York Comic Con memories yeah. and I'm like I you could not pay me to be amidst that many people again. Oh, no. <laughs> No Heads of Walkers for me.
0: Yeah, well, as you know, guys, it's all virtual for the New York Comic Con this weekend. A lot of great virtual panels, including The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, and World Beyond. But I did want to mention one more cool character. Was that ninja? Yes. uh, That was with Maggie. Any any guesses? So I think this is going to be a new character. I don't think this is going to be anyone. Me too. And I think he's going to be that Boba Fett type and maybe not reveal himself um for a while um not i don't know i could be very wrong he could be he he could be a very important character from the past because you know you kind of have to account for everybody on the walking Dead. and if they're they're not seen for a while and you didn't see them die on screen you have to assume they're still out there somewhere so it could be somebody it really could be somebody i don't know if it was somebody i don't know could could it be morgan you know but i know morgan's busy with fear the walking dead It was He's Shane.
4: Gonna... Shane. No, no, we saw Shane die.
0: <laughs> we did see Shane that would die.
4: That'd be great if um, he didn't die, though.
0: Yeah, I would stop watching
5: if that happened. I'd be like, "What is this sci-fi <laughs> shit? <laughs> well, sci-fi. Oh, I mean, there's are zombies, up? but you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, we have our special guest. So
0: that brings us to the conclusion of uh, Walking Dead talk. What a great. um, Did
6: I not? Did season... I not? Did I miss the conversation? Are you a Walking Dead fan? Uh, I did a commercial for them, but I'm not really a fan now.
0: Oh, that's quite all right. But we're going yeah. to welcome to the <laughs> <down> <laughs> no show, thanks, guys. No man, what a dude. I watched both your movies uh, today and yesterday, guys. Actor extraordinaire, musician extraordinaire, Aaron dalla Villa.
6: Woo! Hey, <laughs> man, very happy to be here. What, what color are we feeling for this? What's your favorite color? Um,
0: well, a lot of us are from Maryland, so maybe purple for the Baltimore Ravens
6: would be good. We're not giving
0: that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we are. Oh, Maryland, Virginia, fam. Yeah, and you're Virginia. Um, Maggie here, who's joining us via audio, uh, is also Maggie. from the Virginia area. hey. Like Virginia. the
3: she's, Thank she's, you, thank she's, you. Well,
0: yeah, she's a little video shy. Actually, we have technical difficulties with, with all of us here <laughs> today. At the
3: yeah.
5: I think crazy all of us
0: Systems uh, update with Skype Because my uh, my video's a little laggy Lag time crazy going on But nonetheless Aaron, well, wow, I really enjoy your films, man I mean, I checked out Immortal last night mm-hmm. I checked out The Pledge today And uh, Is horror your genre? Is horror films your genre? Or go-to?
6: Yeah, as of right now, yeah I've got a couple other things to break out of the, the horror genre But as of right now, yeah, for sure
0: Absolutely! Wow. I mean, first of all, let's talk about Immortal first of all because or very a very unique film. Um, um, got four big stories. Uh, four, right. Which, I guess, they're not really connected other than the similarity of one of the characters having the power of immortality, mm-hmm. which is uh, pretty wild. And uh, you're in the fourth story called Chelsea, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you're one of the classmates of the the protagonist. Um, right who's played by chelsea who is chelsea played by Lindsay uh muslet michette michette thank you um and uh you got to work with the great dylan baker man this guy is just iconic i don't know if you saw his role in amazon's hunters but uh
6: yeah he's killing it yeah (laughs) killing it I was him, completely, He's a villain. He's a bad guy. Yeah.
0: I was completely reminded of that <laughs> when I saw that scene. How did you like working with Dylan? It was, it
6: was an absolute pleasure, man. Just seeing able to uh, seeing how he worked. Um, and he was really down to earth. You know, him and yeah. I moved around as well. So, yeah, I was actually running late for that set. Unfortunately, I had missed a missed a train. So when I got there, I was like, everybody was in the class. And it was kind of funny. It kind of laid into my right. character as well. He's kind of the class clown of the of the class. So I walk in and I immediately shake his hand. He's like Dylan, nice to meet you. I'm like nice to meet you too, man. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I get to work with Dylan Baker.
0: <laughs> so 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 cool. How was the audition process for that film? I mean, there's so many actors involved with this film.
6: Yeah, luckily uh, this one, I auditioned for. Okay, I auditioned for another uh, film through Rob Margolis, which was the film Yes. Uh, he said uh, we want, they wanted to go with nolan gould for that role but he said i got something right down the line for you i said okay cool and it was a direct offer so he's i auditioned for a previous project and boom this other project dude comes how my cool
0: way. is that so you yeah. make a lasting impression dude, from that's their what other it's all project about. that's what it's all about just, when you yeah they just freaking give you a call and you're you're booked no need to audition dude, again. That's, dude, awesome. that's
6: that's that's how casting works. That's why a lot of actors they're like, "Oh, I really want this part and stuff." No, nah, man, it's not about the getting the part. Uh, it, it's not about getting the the job. Get the part, do your job, walk away from the table, and they will remember you. So yeah, basically, uh, no stress with uh auditioning and stuff because if you're not right for something, then down the line you're going to be right for something else.
0: That is that that's very true, and you should always um treat your fellow uh, filmmaker and actor with respect because you never know when there's another project coming up and, you know, just make that lasting impression. I think that that's great that they remembered you for that. So, so um, did you, so you shot, so you didn't get to see like Sam Levine or Tony Todd on set because they're two great actors as well.
6: No, nah, nah, man, I didn't get to, to meet Sam or Levine the rap- and Tony Todd or the, the, pa- uh, the rap party maybe, which
0: I'm sure was, <laughs> would have been a lot of
6: fun. I went to Screamfest. I went to Screamfest because uh, Trick premiered at Screamfest the same as Immortal, so I had two oh. films go to Screamfest. But I only stayed there for so long because I had to get back to New York to to, to work on another project. So unfortunately, I missed Tony Todd. It would have been really cool to meet Tony Todd. I'm sure I, I will know. meet Tony Todd down the line. You know, very I know small.
0: you're. I know you're biased uh, with the four part stories of the, that you're in, but mm-hmm. uh, which of the other three do you think was just? Uh, a pa- that resonated with you of the tony's, other three stories tony's because it yeah. it's
6: so heartbreaking it is yeah yes
0: oh my god it was the most i mean all all of them are heartbreaking to a degree my god you
6: know yeah the immortality thinking about it would be a true gift and a curse
0: yes and i think that's like the message that the film uh puts out there yes Yes. Absolutely. Would anyone on the panel want to have immortality? Does that sound something like someone?
4: I don't
6: think so.
0: Yeah. No. Like, is it
6: Kashi or Kashi? Chachi. Chachi, McFly, yeah. Martin, Mr. Yeah. Martin McFly's in the house. Love that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, Ashley Novak. Yeah. Um, yep. And what was the other one? We got Maggie Lovett and Allison. Maggie, Maggie Lovett. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So what do you guys think? Yeah, would like you, if would you
4: immortal, you... like you'll see everybody you love die. Yeah, and that that's, sucks. What could be worse than that?
6: Nah, it sucks. That's why yeah. rich, Rick Ross says, "I'd rather be rich forever, not live forever." You know, <laughs> that's why he says that. Yeah, so awful. I'm kind oh, of the same hard. mindset, man. Because what's the point of of being immortal if you're broke? You know? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, that sucks. <laughs> that's <true>. So, so. <laughs> yeah. so you get to see your family members die, but you know you're you're broke, so that kind of sucks. Right. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. Well, I know the Eternals, uh, which is the mar- upcoming Marvel movie. They there are people that have lived thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So,
6: um,
0: um, yeah, but they don't like age. Highlander. Yeah. I kind of like Highlander, but they don't I mean, age. That'd be know? cool
6: not to age. You know, a little Peter Pan there. I'd be down with that. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> oh, great.
0: Now, the pledge up just looked like a lot of fun to shoot, man. Um, um,
6: dude, they let me go hog wild. They let me go hog wild yeah, like, I mean, character the entire time. Yeah. And
0: you're the lead lead role in this in this film, man. of course, uh you gotta feel for the lovable losers because they get completely turned down at beta chi. Then they go to your fraternity and um it's hazing um from a bunch of psychopaths. But uh
6: <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, we're just uh, you know, a little skull and bones action going on, you know. <laughs> Whatever.
0: Do you have a fraternity background you, uh, to channel your inner frat, frat boy, I guess? No, no, no,
6: no. <laughs> I, actually, I actually didn't go to college, uh, so I never got the fraternity experience. But I have a lot of friends who have been in fraternity, so I kind of channeled their energy for that. And then cool. uh, the psychopath vibe, which was so hard to get. The psychopath vibe which was just so hard to get. You know? oh, The man,
0: psychopath you, vibe. <laughs> yeah. You completely nailed it, Aaron, for sure, for sure. I okay. mean, just... Yeah, I mean, the Lovable Losers, I mean, they're, they're just, they're great. And then, you know, I, I was cheering them on when they got the special shot. If you don't know the special shot, that was the... Uh,
6: the most amazing special shot, actually. It, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. What guy would not want that? What right? guy would not want that special shot?
0: Right. And then you had, like, what appeared to be the big guy among the Lovable Losers to have a threesome. And then it just goes horribly wrong after that.
6: I mean, you got to give them something to believe in before, you, <laughs> them, you know? It's like you got to, you got to, when you bait and switch someone, you got to be like, hey, I've got this thing over here. And then, nope, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yes.
4: the, worst, the worst thing is having sex in like a horror movie
6: you're going to die or something you're bad going to happen. You're going to die, right? You know, you, exactly. you know, if you're getting laid in a horror movie, you're going to die. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> a horrible, ugly death. Yep. Oh, but no.
6: If you, if you have to go, it's a good way to go. Luckily, but, all my so. sex scenes in films and stuff have not been in horror movies. So I've survived. Good, good. Oh, okay. You've had a few. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now, is it
4: hard? Like, mostly why I think it's so, like glamorous to have a sex scene yeah. on film. But is it, is it awkward?
6: No, not at all. Oh, you like it? great you know right. as long as as long as everyone's comfortable it's yes. it's the job you know okay so, yeah.
0: right yeah because i know they have something called intimacy coordinators on set and, yeah yeah i had yeah, my i haven't had projects. that
6: experience now now that because of me too's come out exactly, uh, i haven't yeah. had a sex scene after that but I, I had sex scenes beforehand they were very tasteful uh and luckily me and my co-star we we worked well together so it's not like right. we hated each other so right. it was pretty it was pretty easy awesome it, so, is it um easy
0: to fall in love with all the uh, women that you work with? hundred percent.
6: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful actresses. It's right. Like, you know, but I, I've learned don't don't yeah. shit where you eat, man. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> I actually don't try to date anyone in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks because I'm attracted to all the ones in the industry, you know? Absolutely. You know, the yeah. creativity thing, it's its all that stuff. The yeah. things
0: in common, understanding of each other's schedules. It's a burden and a curse. It's a burden <laughs> and a
6: curse. It's, it's great when you connect and then all of a sudden, you know, there's there's bound to be one that, you know, moves forward ahead and jealousy can arise and stuff. And, uh, yeah, there was this one show I did. There was this off-Broadway show where me and this girl, like, connected. It was like... right on another level of connection, but then it turned into like us hating each other. So, but uh, yeah, no, 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 we worse. never, we never got together. No, we never got together. And I'm glad we never got together because okay. I just, I'm glad because oh, well, I've, 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 I've shot where I ate before and it just never turns <laughs> out the way you want it to. Be. It, it never turns out the way you want it to.
4: It's gotta be hard not to, because you know, you're on the set for so, so long days, hours, and you know, it's hard to have somebody out of the industry because, this is what you're doing, like, you know, most of your days. So it's hard to have free time and find somebody who's fine with you constantly being away and constantly working.
6: 100%, especially when I've found that a lot of girls are looking for financial security, and you're still grinding and hustling and stuff. Right. And, yeah, that can get awkward. Like, well, and they're like, oh, you're an actor. Oh, so you're unemployed. And it's like, oh, I've got a couple <laughs> i got things coming up and stuff, and it's like, oh, okay. You kind of have to tell people again and again but it's cool once you start to have a profile and press and all that stuff that people start to be like oh for real like it would always kill me when I was working like as my side one of my side hustles was catering and it was always killing me like people walk up oh so what do you do and like I'm an actor they're like hmm (laughs) (laughs) So, so what do you do and I'm like I'm an actor I hated that. I I would have almost yeah. almost always saying something else like, oh yeah, I'm getting my finance degree, you know. So.
5: God, I would have thought that is so cool. When someone says I'm an actor, I think that is so cool. I
6: like you, Ashley. Aww <laughs> <laughs> That should that should be the response like someone's like, oh that's exactly. so cool, but you know, everyone has their own uh wants and and then their own preferences and stuff, but yeah. Right. Yeah, cuz I mean, yeah, because
0: that's very condescending if you Cause like oh okay you know make the that comment and and then what else do you do but no you're an actor this is what I mean do.
5: look a financial advisor is not that interesting you know <laughs> it's
6: not it's it's I mean it's it's stable it's like the life of an actor is a roller coaster you know what I mean and that's like uh yeah you know, it's those fun those goes around you know or the teacup or whatever it is yeah, but, uh, right. but yeah it's um I I I always used I used to take it so personally. You know, and then I start to stop projecting myself onto them. And I started saying, man, they have no idea. They have no idea. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) You have to be able to forgive people's, you know, ignorance of, um, it really takes 110% for you to be pursuing this career, and that's why I'm not even in a relationship right now because I'm so focused on my own career because in order to be in a relationship, you have to dedicate your time to that person as well. You have to give them attention. So I want to make sure that right. I'm set where I need to be set before in involving myself in a relationship so that I can give the most of myself to that person. So
0: Awesome. That was well said. Some good advice for yeah. For for us actors here on the panel,
6: I've had um, enough tumultuous relationships, to, <laughs> to haven't now. we all? Yeah. <laughs> stay <laughs> away from well, showmances with actors or financial advisors. <laughs> maggie
3: said stay away from what? Showmances.
6: Oh, showmances. <laughs> uh, stay away from from showmances, man. But I'm telling you, man, because. Because in acting, the the whole job and what people want to see is vulnerability. They want to see yeah. you drop your guard and be real, not how right. we are in the real world. Most time in the real world, we're just bullshitting each other, which we're always acting. We're bullshitting. But in, in, in the medium, they want to be something vulnerable, something that the human experience they can connect to, that they can come home from their nine-to-five jobs and turn right. on TV and actually feel something. So we let those guards down and we reveal it with one, one another. So that's how we fall in love because we've, and then we start to think like, oh my God, no, they really feel this for me. No, they do. But no, it's just, just really good work.
0: Awesome. So this other movie, Trick, um, which also stars Omar Epps and Jamie Kennedy. I haven't seen it yet. This is the, now that I saw and loved your, your work in your previous films, now I'm gonna go watch Trick. What can you tell us about Trick? And of course, working with Omar and Jamie.
6: Trick was so cool. Uh, it was another, it was another horror genre movie. I got to pet work with Patrick Lucier, um, who's best known for My Bloody Valentine, and uh, Scream. And he oh, was nice. just so he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He let me play on set. Uh, I got a scene with Tom Atkins. He was really cool. Saw him at the premiere as well. I never didn't have a scene with Jamie Kennedy. Met him at the premiere. And then Omar Epps. Him and I. Him and I had a scene. Well, it was like a it was like a really short scene. I'm not going to re- like reveal it, but he kind of kept to himself. So I didn't really get to build a report with him, but Tom Atkins, on the other hand, we are backstage and stuff joking around. He comes up to hi, Tom Atkins. Nice to meet you. You know, so he's, he's very traditional. <laughs> it's just great.
0: That sounds really, really cool. I'll see a, a couple of um, TV credits yeah. on your resume on uh, Madam Secretary and Gotham. Uh, yeah. Tell us about the uh, working on those shows.
6: I got to. I have a scene with Tia Leone. In, um, yes. and yes, oh so cool. awesome! She walks on set. She owns the. She owns the set. She owns the room. I mean, then again, uh, she is playing President, but her personality is just so wonderful. And um, I got to work with her, and she was just. She was so so easy to work with, and I worked with Corey Michael Smith, uh, the Riddler in in Gotham, and he was really cool. Uh, dude, I've been really blessed. Everyone's been really cool, especially you guys, Lance fan, Hendrickson fans. Yes, I just saw that on your. Actually, just saw that yeah. on your IMDb. I worked with him. I have a movie coming out called Alpha Rift. Him and I are the leads of that one. Yes. And so he's the funniest guy I've ever met.
0: Lance is great because I interviewed him actually on the carpet at Sundance. Um, um, Something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For debut, for, for, yeah, for the Vigo Mortensen film project, yes. And he's just so funny. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not on that damn social media, man. I can't even. I don't even know how to turn on my fucking phone." <laughs> <laughs> he was just, like, just great. He was just great.
6: The coolest thing is that um, I got to actually spend time with him. Wow. Him and I, the first day before set, we were both uh, housed in this bed and breakfast. So him and I are right. like reading over the script the night before, and he is so cool. He is so cool. And he said some, he was very complimentary of my work, and uh, then I got to work with—I uh, don't know if you guys are Game of Thrones fans. Uh, James oh Faulkner. my god, all of us! James Faulkner, dude. Um, cool. I have never seen an actor's soul before, but there was a scene where I had with James Faulkner. Him and I had a lot of scenes. I'm a supporting lead in that in that movie, um, and he just. He dropped his guard so much that I was like, I was rocked emotionally. I had to take a minute after our scene because I was like, wow.
5: What movie is that's this?
6: What is. Uh, it's called All Those Small Things. I play a really fun um, Kanye West kind of Justin Bieber type, who's a oh, uh, famous fine. for mixing yeah? rap and hit rap and jazz music. And I actually got to write Ooh. some music for the uh, for the film. Because oh, when they found out I was cool. a musician as well, they were like, "Yo!" And I said, "Well, to get into character, I wrote one of his songs, and I just sent it to the director, and he said, hmm, uh, you want to try this?'" And I was like, "Yep." Boom! And then that that's song's going to awesome. be up. Actually- yep. yeah. James wow. Faulkner. He's um Tarly.
0: He's Sir Tarly. Um of um who, who is um I'm Randall Tarly. Thank you, Randall Tarly, who is the father of Samuel Tarly in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you didn't know, that's that's so cool. Yeah, because his character uh, as Randall Tarley is very menacing, you know, um, intimidating because he doesn't approve of Samwell's, um, you know, life or behavior or whatever. And you're telling me uh, that he's actually a really awesome guy and that
6: that's awesome guy in person. So you know, I found that people who play those assholes like he's a he, on Game of Thrones, he's a son of a bitch. Like, yeah, isn't he horrible? He, He's a terrible person. Terrible but not person. not in person. Right. He's very serious about the craft. We got on set and you know, I come from a big, heavy improv background, and the director wanted me to improvise nice. a lot. So he walks into my house and I'm supposed to be showing him the house. The dialogue, he said, I want you to start the dialogue of the scene when you get to the kitchen. I want you to improvise stuff. And I said, Cool. Because James doesn't really get to improvise a lot because a lot of his stuff, he's classically trained classically you know, trained. English right. actor, and it's all about staying on the text. So we got to really play with that. But I'll tell you, you know, when you when you jump his line, he'll let you know. So so I was I was on my shit. I was on my shit. So what so your other films like Immortal
0: and uh, Pledge and Trick, do they allow for any um, improv or they pretty much stick to the script?
6: Dude, so much of Pledge was improv. Wow. Oh yeah. So much of Pledge was Improv. I love working with uh, Daniel Robbins, director Daniel Robbins, and Zachary Weiner, who um, wrote it and Mark Rappaport produced it, and they let me go hog wild. Literally, there were scenes where we're like, "Ah, oh, we don't really know what to do here, so um, just just try some stuff." And I was like, "All right, cool." I started saying all the worst things that didn't make it into the film. You know, I went, I went <laughs> full on. I went full on method on that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was probably it was one of the most fun experiences, and it was just gritty indie filmmaking that we made. Yes. They made it for nothing, and they got you know distribution, and it's it's been one of the biggest projects I've had so far. So hey man, never never um never doubt something small, never doubt a small project. Well, Those can turn out to be the best. 100%. I mean, and you know that. Hundred percent. And the production quality
0: is equal to
6: any other horror
0: film that you see on the big screen it looks so. it
6: looked way bigger than its budget right you know, way than its budget yeah
0: yeah and you shot the pledge in new rochelle new york so you're right in new york for that so that that's always good you don't have to go too far for that yeah yeah so so that that uh, how was that audition process was that also an offer was that, was that a
6: little more involved all right, so this is without an agent, without a manager. Uh, I jumped on Casting Networks. I saw this breakdown. Yes. Uh, Maxwell Peterson the third, Golden subscriber. Boy. Right, right. Yeah, Golden right? Boy, charismatic. Shout out to uh, Casting Networks. Anyone yeah. else on Casting Networks? you them your resuscribe. money. Yep. <laughs> Uh you know it's just not, not plugging anything but casting networks casting Network. uh, uh and if you're in LA LA casting uh so you know uh I see this thing charismatic golden boy plays yeah. lacrosse I was like dude I'm this guy so I sent off uh my headshot and my reel I get an audition I go to this apartment in like 20th street I go up the stairs knock on this apartment door it's these two guys in the apartment they're oh, like wow. hey what's up I'm like What's going on, dude? How you doing? <laughs> you know? Wow. So, so, in an apartment. In an apartment. Listen, this yeah. is the first. I've had way <laughs> sketchier situations, man, where I walk in and I'm like, wait a minute. This is yeah, I, I know. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I walk in and they have me do the two scenes. It's the door scene, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, they have me do the source scene. Then they have me do the monologue from when the guys are there about the cryptea. And I did that. They're like, that was great. Can you do a little improv? Uh, I did the two scenes with with Daniel and Zach, and then they said, okay, can you improvise and just torture Zach, just torture him? And I'm like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, just torture him. So then I looked over at him. He's sitting down. I went off. You know, I started saying things and getting in his face and grabbing his shirt. There was a water cup there as well. I took that, I dumped it on his face. You know, and these are guys that I don't even know who they are or whatever. So <laughs> I don't know if they're comfortable with this, but I went balls to the wall. And 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 I've seen my audition. It was hilarious. And I'm like going wow. in on him and they're having a great time. They told me that the moment I left the room, they said, "He's the guy." They saw I was the first actor they saw for the movie and they immediately cast me right when I left the room. They didn't Whoa. see any other people. They didn't see any wow. other people for my role. They, they said, Thank "He's the guy."
0: You they told all of us, "Thank you for your time, but we've already chosen our actor." Is that pretty much what they did or they did they give them the courtesy of still reading?
6: I have no idea. I have wow. no idea, but from what I know wow. is that literally they were like, "He's the guy. We're not seeing any other people for it. That's the guy."
0: That is wow. amazing, dude. Great How did you like working with that giant
6: white rat. That... Oh, it's the friendliest rat. Wow. It actually, it actually it's an albino, to, right? Is yeah, it It, albino was, or... it belonged to uh, John Louis, who actually plays one of the the nerds who gets uh, who's on the table and has the rat oh, was... eat him. Oh, he was. Yeah, great. that it's his rat. Oh. Wow. Yeah, it's his <laughs> it's his pet. So okay. he landed his pet, and we were like, all right. <laughs> Oh wow, okay,
0: <laughs> that worked out pretty well. Yeah, because that was the in- main ingredient in that slop or whatever soup or whatever you guys
1: yeah, forced
0: forced the the nerds to uh, consume. What what was in the soup? The actual soup that was on set.
6: Uh, it was um, uh, it was pea soup, pea soup basically. Okay, with a little, with a little rat some arsenic in there yeah you had to keep it gotta keep it real for the actors uh, you know? right, right. no one died on this set no one died on right. this
0: set yeah you gotta keep it uh <laughs> gotta yeah. keep it method to a degree which is to, crazy. Yeah. right on so i got to check out your spotify you got uh three singles um which dude very unique very cool man thanks man yeah, man. Um, what can you tell us about your your uh, musical influences? I mean, based on what I heard, I've heard a little bit of. I don't know. It's very unique, so I really couldn't compare you. But I think your rapping style is similar to um, Mickey Avalon, if that rings a bell. Mm, um, he's he's a uh, uh, another white rapper.
6: <laughs> uh, uh, based well, at least out you're not Hollywood. comparing me to Eminem because all the white rappers get compared to Eminem. So. Right, right, right.
0: Well, yeah, because the the actual. Well, he's Actually, the pinnacle. He's the, yeah. The well,
6: pinnacle he's totally bad. the pinnacle. But he's yeah, in tech- his own. He's in his own world.
0: Like let me know. His own category. Listen yeah. to some Mickey Avalon. And let me know if you agree uh, when, we, <laughs> when right. we finish up. But uh, cool. So what um what are what are your influences in in your uh, music?
6: So I started as a jazz musician uh, before I got into ballet and then I got into acting. Wow. So I was in a the jazz band in the middle and high school jazz band. I played the tenor saxophone, uh, and then I stopped pursuing that to go full-time into dance and then into acting. Uh, and then because of COVID, I was in a boy band before COVID uh, for oh, about wow. two years. And <laughs> that's where I kind of sharpened, uh, you know, start started like, continuing sharpening those skills uh, with singing and rapping. And okay. my influences were basically the ones I grew up listening to. I listened to uh, Kanye West was like number one for me when I was growing up. 808s and heartbreak and then into my adult life my beautiful dark twisted fantasy those are my two favorite albums from him dr dre eminem uh, mf doom nas jay-z um and rick ross you know because it just makes you feel awesome when you listen to rick ross you just feel like such a boss so
0: So you mentioned the the boy band is there a reason why you went the rap route as opposed to the singer songwriter route
6: I wasn't as good of a singer. We had um, some ah. other people in the group who were like the main singer. So I was like, ah. a, I was the secret weapon, like edgy, um, kind of out of the box, quirky guy. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my thing.
0: Okay. Kind of like uh, the rapper in Linkin Park,
6: right? Mike Shinoda. I love Mike Shinoda. Yeah, Mike Shinoda. Right,
1: right. Oh, he's what good. the name, yeah. the the name for
6: Minor. Um, uh, It was We Are Nation. It was We Are Nation before it broke up. So uh,
0: yeah. yeah. And you go and you go, yeah. We're all here, we're all here,
6: right? <laughs> I know
0: it's been crazy connection issues all night. Um, and you actually go by your last name, Della Villa. Della, yeah, Della Villa.
6: Sorry, Della Villa, because that yes. that was what I went by in the boy band. I just went by. You had three members, and it was just Della Villa. You know, I wanted to be. He was like, "You're the secret weapon of the group. You know, you, you come out of nowhere with this energy and just light the crowd up." So just Della Villa, and I say, "Cool." And then after. The boy band broke up and COVID hit. I had all, I was sitting on all these lyrics, and I said, you know what? I right. think I want to put these out. So I said, screw it. Let's put it out. And um, it's it's going well. I was actually working on another song for one of my upcoming projects um, right before we started this interview.
0: That is dope, man. Wow. Busy, man. Yeah, so you can check <laughs> out
6: Dalla Villa all over
0: Spotify. You're on all the other platforms as well?
6: Yeah, on the, all the other platforms as well. We have a TikTok campaign running right now. Uh, we've had about 40 videos post our sound from Bring It, Dalla Villa, my most most recent single, and uh, it has over 6.8 million views of those 50 of those. I want to say between 40 and 50 videos that have been created. So we're trying to get to 10 million views. So uh, if you're listening, go to Spotify, make a TikTok using Bring It, Dalla Villa.
0: Nice. Yeah, you got three That's the best, like, rap name. Yeah, but, it's dope. It's a dope well, rap rhyme, name,
6: right? With, you always
4: can rhyme it with Dalla Villa
6: no no i was doing a show i was doing a show uh, last year uh and people started calling me Dalla bills. yeah i would okay. walk into the room people would go like dollar bills you know <laughs> i walk in so so dollar villa came to kill you you know nice awesome.
0: yeah the the track uh demon killer that was uh i like that track
6: yeah, that one's like, a, uh, that one is, you know, it, t- it touches on my sobriety in the in the third verse, but I just wanted something fun, uh, sort of like video gamey. Uh, but I'm really sort of like finding my sound more, you know, and bring it, it's like a super laid back kind of vibe. I'm um, working with people in the industry now um, who want to do things with my work and my future work and are really kind of guiding me in the right direction, which is really cool. But and that's as a result of just putting it out there. You know, you just put it out there and then it might happen. Awesome. So I'm excited to have um uh, be able to drop two songs from all those small things when it comes out. I'll have two extra songs from that character that I wrote that I'm working on a track for the documentary. Um, so that's going to be cool. That was going to be Bird Boy. People are not ready for that one. That's going to be dope. That's got oh, a Beast Boy's kind of vibe to it.
0: Now, talk about it like an, an, an added asset to bring you onto a film. Hey, I can write a song for your movie, you know?
6: Bro, like the more sk- <laughs> I found out that the more skills you have in this industry, the better right. and and it's exciting when you have these secret skills that no one knows about and then right. all of a sudden they're like, Wait, you do this too? Yeah. Oh, it's because rather than having I mean, we had someone create the music for all the small things, but I said, right. Yo, do you mind if I spit this verse? And I spit the verse and they ended up liking it. And uh, they want to use it. So that's cool.
0: See, well, we look forward to checking that project, that, all those small things. And, of course, Alfred Riff when, when they come out, man. But uh, you're in New York. So how are things going on with the pandemic in New York? You know productions are starting to slowly open. I've seen the, all the casting networks posting. So I'm hoping to get up there if I book something. But how, how's it going in, up in the um, in the big city?
6: You know, we, we had our moment uh, where it was like a desolate, you know, uh, walking dead sort of world yeah um but uh now things are opening back up everyone's being super cautious wearing a mask trying to stay distant from each other you know really taking the situation seriously but uh yeah productions are starting to open up i i shot two things uh a week ago actually oh cool yeah i was lucky to get some work and during this pandemic and luckily i have this thing and voiceover i do a lot of voiceovers too so i was able to get a couple of those during this awesome Well, uh Aaron,
0: we uh dude, that was awesome. Thanks for being a part of Below the Belt show. Of course, you can check out Immortal, The Pledge and Trick, of course, uh Pledge and Trick are actually available on uh, Hulu and uh and Immortal's uh, available on uh, video on demand, also on Amazon. So, uh definitely check those out. Those are great films and look forward to Love to have you back when Alpha Rift, uh, you know, uh, drops. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Yeah, and man. Uh,
6: I, not to correct you, but uh, uh, you know, what did what did um what did uh Sean Parker say to Mark Zuckerberg in the Social Network when he said the Facebook?
4: Oh yeah, just Facebook.
6: Oh, where do pledge. I add? pledge? Oh, I added the ah, because <laughs> if you go to the the pledge, it's actually a Jack Nicholson movie
0: thank you oh, that, no that oh. that is a good correction because yes i remember looking for the pledge and it's actually pledged because you will get a very very different you movie. you'll get direction. a
6: very different movie and a different experience <laughs> just think of when you think of my movie just think of the household cleaner we are okay. competing with with the biggest household cleaner you <laughs> know? Right. Yes. and my my the director makes a joke about that i was like well are we are, can we call it this name and he said dude right. We called Pledge, which is after the biggest household cleaner. You can call anything, anything. All right. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
0: Awesome. Man.
6: Wow. All right. Well, Aaron, before we let you
0: go, if you could look, uh, cut a little promo for us. Let us know who you are um, throughout your films. Let us know you're on below the belt. Maybe if you want, throw out a, a little freestyle or a lyric from uh, one of your tracks at the end. Oh,
6: okay. Uh, so what am I doing right now?
0: Uh. Let us know who you are. Plug your movies. Oh, you're okay, on, okay. And then you're on Below the Belt show.
6: Okay. Hey, guys. This is Aaron Della Villa. I am... You can see me in Pledge, Trick, Immortal, uh, as well as... We're going to start this over again. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Aaron Della Villa. You can catch me on Instagram at Aaron Della Villa. See my work on Hulu, Pledge, and Trick. Also find Immortal as well. Check out three films coming up. All those small things. Um alpha rift and a secret documentary project check out my web series that just dropped on youtube called Tucci and jones based on my comedic character tucci bada and follow dalla villa on spotify
0: and if you could let us know you're on below the belt show oh. and then
6: throw out their freestyle and i'm uh i'm on the below the belt show oh and this is me on the below the belt show cool. nice you got a lyric you want to throw yeah, out i got some this rhythm I admire the gin, my brain desires Sagittarius man. I'm all consuming like fire, so feel the burn. Follow through, old school, karma's a bitch. Motherfuckers get what they deserve, grounded in place, bound, homeward on a nub, mysterious wage, missing this to consecrate the states. and traumatic incidentally asmatic, consequential limper rental suits of loss, against gains of status, stay chromatic. Love should be emphatic. Raise the judge, pigmache, space, wide on dinner, place a family, scrapes for days, just to put food in the bellies, pretty much from the news and telllies in. Justify the means, system Machiavelli, time to bite that hand that sells me. The American diet, in the streams of it, for for diets, actors run the mouths like piets, riveting, riot. I despise it. I'ma need blood thinners to keep the clots down, passing gas by button you Should've had a knock you clown. While your bills to the roof, do take care of yourself, don't sail short like Betty Boop, filthy animated prostitute. Vanity is sanity in this failing humanity. Love me, love me, love me. Attention whores spread the social boards. Widespread design of black and white checkered floors. Yeah, oh, 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 oh. Betty were, were, you, were you expecting that? No, that was dope. We're expecting yo, cat in the hat, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're probably expecting that, yeah. Yeah, that Aaron, nice. that was dope, man.
0: Thanks so much for being here. You're a lot of fun, fun here. envelope am the belt it. show, man. And uh, be safe out there. And uh, thanks for calling in, man.
6: Thank you so much, man. Thanks for all right. having me. Have a, a good one. the belt show. Check yeah. Out, and, uh, <laughs> send, me the, uh, send me the stuff. Send it to Wendy. I'll repost, share, follow, all that stuff. Perfect. That's right. Thank That's rad. you. Nope. Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: Peace. Bye. All right, awesome. guys. That was Aaron Villa. Yeah. So, Chachi, we're going to take a classic cut break. Um, Chachi, you have um, a particular uh, song in mind?
2: Yeah. Where my dog's at? It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy.
1: Chachi. Chachi.
4: Yeah, yeah. First, you have to do, like give the sad news um, for this week.
0: Do you want me to actually read the the sad news? I do. Okay. Well, we actually lost a rock and roll icon, guys. Um, a rock and roll icon um, that has been so influential in in music for for decades, absolute decades. And uh, I mean, um, some of the songs. Um, what are some of the proper? a so, Hoffa teacher? Oh my God! There's so many. There's, there's Jump Panama.
4: Jump running with, Panama. Running with
0: um,
4: why can't this be love? Um, you know, right now, um, Jamie's crying. Yep. Like so many, so many hits, and and one of the few um, bands to be super successful with two different lead singers too. You know, you had um, David Lee Roth. Um, you know, most of the um, late '70s and '80s songs, and then you had. Um, You had in the '90s, you had um, Sammy Hagar, which took over and had like big hits like the song, like "Right Now."
0: And uh, yeah, which is amazing, but yes, um, sadly, you had
4: had a third, you had a third singer too that only had one album, but he didn't work out. But But yes, sadly,
0: Eddie Van Halen. um, Yeah, he. I don't. He was 65, right? At the at the age of 65, lost his battle with cancer. a lot of people said uh, called him a guitar god. Yeah. Um He actually played uh, guitar in um, Michael Jackson's Billy Jean, I believe, right? Or Beat It?
4: No, well, actually, actually, this is going to be the classic cut for today. Oh. Funny you brought that up. Wow. Okay. But, um, yeah, um, Eddie uh, Van Halen, and I mean, I can. It's hard to pick one Van Halen song because there's so many great ones. So I decided to do something different, and pick uh, another iconic song that he actually. Um, played on the song Beat It um, by Michael Jackson. Um, Originally, Michael wanted um, um, Peter Townsend from The Who to to play the guitar riff on on Beat It, but um, he wasn't available, and he and um, Peter knew um, Eddie Van Halen and decided to introduce him to Quincy Jones, who um, met with him. So um, Quincy and Michael Jackson met with Eddie Van Halen. And the story goes, Michael Jackson had to film something else in another room, why, um, while well, Eddie Van Halen um, did his guitar riff for the song, beat it, and, and during that time, um, Eddie decided to change it up a lot, you know, from what Michael Jackson originally had. And you know, Michael Jackson's also a um, musical genius, so um, Eddie was kind of um, worried because he's like, oh, Michael Jackson's gonna come back in here and he might, you know, throw me out of the building if he sees that I changed the song up, you know, like he did because he ch- changed parts around, to different riffs and everything, and um, when, um, you know, Michael Jackson came back, you know, he's like, you know, he, um, Eddie said, um uh, Eddie was saying, now in my mind, he's going to either have his bodyguards kick me out for butchering his song, or he's going to like it. So Michael Jackson gave a listen and he turned to Eddie Van Halen and said, wow, thank you so much for having the passion, not to, just to come in and blaze a solo, but to actually care about the song and make it better. So that was very really a big, um, you know, compliment for just how great Eddie Van Halen was. And, um, you know, he did, he actually did the song for free and wasn't even credited for on the Free? Song. Yeah, he did. Holy it for free. smoke. Wasn't wow. even credited on the song. So most people didn't know for a while that it was actually Eddie Van Halen doing it because you didn't see Eddie Van Halen on the uh, music video. But, you know, one of, the, one of the, you know, classic guitar solos of all time, I think, and everybody, you know, beat it. it's one of the top songs ever made and, you know, and one of the best guitar solos. So, if you didn't know it was Eddie Van Halen, it was, and it really, um, go listen to the song, and it really will give you an example of just how great of a guitarist it was. Even though it's a short guitar riff, um, you know, if you're just used to his um, Van Halen uh, music, this is would be a nice um, change of pace for you. So this is Eddie Van Halen playing guitar on Michael Jackson's Beat It.
0: Yeah, and you know, I what's interesting? before before we go to that thing it's interesting, they actually named the band after the guitarist. Usually, right. it's the front man right. that takes precedence when you're naming a band, you know? Yep. And you I, know? Heard
4: the, I heard the story before, and it's something and about, like...
0: It Dave just shows Lee. how yeah. iconic he was as an artist and as a guitarist. Yeah, that was. So. Like,
4: I heard that was David D, David Lee Ross, who was the original singer of um, Van Halen. Right. That was his suggestion, because he, I mean, of course, he was he loved um, Eddie Van Halen, but he thought that that was a much cooler name than um, Lee Roth or something Calling <laughs> the band Lee Roth. So like, like right. Van Halen is a kick-ass name. You got to call the band Van Halen, which worked out great for Eddie Van Halen because yeah. then he was allowed to get different um, singers over the years and keep the same name as, you know, the band. So, so I don't know how many other um, bands, I mean, maybe like Santana, they might name it after the, the guitarist because they named his band Santana.
0: Oh, that's another example, Carlos,
4: too. Carlos Santana. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's another another icon from the '80s gone, and I sadly never got to see him in concert. I don't think they toured um, in the last five years. Um, you know, in the last, you know, after Prince died, I was trying to see as many of the '80s icons and yeah. singer um, as possible, and I don't think they went on a tour um, since that time. But you know, definitely, um, definitely a, a rock legend. So All rest right. in peace.
0: Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen, guys. We'll be back after the classic cut. Uh, to wrap up the entertainment discussion, because uh, we, have we haven't really got into it yet. <laughs> so we'll be back here on Below the Belt Show. Awesome.
2: Available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com.
0: All right, guys, that was the classic cut. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. So we haven't really touched on anything in the world of entertainment. So let's just go right into it, guys. Um, all right, let's talk about movies first. So, um, I mean, Hollywood really wants to get back to work. So, as we mentioned, we we're talking to Aaron about casting networks and film intelligence starting up in new york um but sadly it hasn't been perfect because some productions have been shut down due to covid the latest one is jurassic world dominion um shut down after multiple people involved with the production tested positive for coronavirus and they're um shooting in england where the covid cases are kind of at the lowest point right now um It's kind of sad, you know, uh, to to hear this. And and also in the UK, I know they had to shut down um, the Batman production in the middle of production because Robert Pattinson uh, tested positive for COVID-19. So it's just been a mess, guys. I mean, just in general with this movie production. So a lot of the movies, which obviously has to do with the pandemic, uh, have been shifted um, for the release date. As you know, I don't think we're going to get a huge blockbuster until knock on wood wonder woman on Christmas. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of big independent films, but um, it seems like the majority of all the superhero films that we love. Marvel and DC have both shifted to 2021 and 2022. Um, Man. They do
3: that as if they think we're going to exist in 2022.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's another thing to, <laughs> to consider. Well, I hope so. so. <laughs> I mean, we hope so. We hope so, but <laughs> th- this is the latest shift, guys. Um uh so the moves include Dune, um uh, which the trailer was so amazing. Um it's now going to come out October. Um 2021 was supposed to come out on christmas the batman will now be moved to 2022 as well as the flash where we're supposed to see the birth of that multiverse in dc which i'm really excited to see some of the old ogs like michael keaton return as batman in that one um but yeah like i mentioned wonder woman 1984 pixar's soul are the two films that's Still supposed to open um, and be released uh, in 2020. Um, yeah, and, and as we mentioned, Black Widow not coming out till May 7th, 2021, which is exactly a year <laughs> from the uh, release date because it's supposed to come out of May of of this year of 2020. Um, the fourth Matrix film also moved um, to Christmas 2021 i know right a black adam with Dwayne the rock johnson's not even on the calendar they just they because of all the movies we had in push they have to figure out a place to put that i believe they did start production on that though uh the rock posted uh on social media um that he is starting to shoot that one um the rock of course tested positive for coronavirus so yeah man you got man it's crazy um just to, to think that 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 there's still uh, outbreaks on set, even after strict COVID testing, you know?
3: Come on. You've been on set. You know how people act. Even under the most strictest rules, they're not going to follow.
0: Y- you have a very valid point. But when you think, like, for instance, I was on set of HBO show in Philadelphia, and I got tested the night before. We we're instructed not to leave our hotel. We went straight to set the next day, took another COVID test. And they had shuttles take us four at a time. You know, they usually pack their shuttles up so tight. Oh, but now yeah. they wanted four people uh, per, so one per row, which is kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, and then we took us to the, the scene that we shot and uh, the location. And masks are always on. Uh, even during rehearsals, um, we take the mask off. We put them in our pockets when the cameras are rolling. Um, it, it seemed like like if if those, these other movies are handling things the same way i'm just i'm you know i'm kind of upset i'm sad because we don't want production getting shut down for two weeks until you know uh when 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 one of the lead actors or one of the main crew members or director or one of the people on set gets covid and f's up the production you know um it's kind of crazy um So, like, Regal Cinemas, um, they're actually um, closing all their locations this week. Luckily, AMC will still remain open. Um, 80% of AMC theaters are open. But, yeah, Regal just pretty much gave up, you know? Um, And if you think about it, there haven't been really many new releases. I mean, I did see Tenet and I did see New Mutants um, uh, in a theater uh but um
4: yeah, and like you really see that they're trying to um push a lot of these older movies and classic classic movies like they're yep. pushing um hocus Pocus, which actually was the number one movie last week,
0: wasn't it I, th- I believe it was right after Tenet. you thought your 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 source says it was the number one movie I thought
4: it was I thought I thought was. it was
0: the number two um, movie the number one. actually i have I have the list here uh is actually um Tenet has been like the number one movie like forever, <laughs> right? <laughs> since it uh, decided to come out, um, and you know theaters haven't really been open that long since July, really. Um, and um, the runner-up slot goes to uh, the 1993 Hocus Pocus film you mentioned, Josh. Third place: New Mutants, and fourth place: Unhinged. That I did get the chance to see that one, and *Infidel* cool, is the top five. Yeah, so these could be the same films at like the top box office for like weeks to come. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, um,
4: yeah, I, I see you're right. It was number two. Um, *Tenant* number one still. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. well, is,
0: we do we do have some movies coming out. Hopefully, that's whole, pretty
4: crazy. I saw I saw one theater. They said that I think it was like for like a hundred bucks you could rent out the theater. You Need to bring like your own Blu-ray. of What movie you want to watch?
1: What? I think
4: yeah, it's, it's one of the major um, theater chains. Chains just pretty much doing anything they can to try to keep people, try to keep people off, um, coming into the theaters. You know, right. anyway they can. I mean, I'm bringing your own DVD to watch. Wow. You know, with, your, okay. um, with your friends.
0: Uh, yeah, rent the theater, have a party, like a viewing yeah. party. Uh, upcoming movie so we'll, we, at least we have these films coming out we have a film called the 355 which is a uh, team of uh female rogue spies comprised of jessica chastain lupita nyong'o penelope cruz bing bing fan and diane krueger uh check out the trailer it looks like a really awesome action-packed you know in the spirit of charlie's angels but not without that 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 brand of comedy that the 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 charles angels had but uh um yeah just kick-ass women a group of kick-ass women rogue spies um, from a different company working together when their country's agencies leave them out to dry um of course tom hanks has another film coming out called news of the world that's going to come out on christmas so that's another film coming out along with wonder woman knock on wood wonder woman still keeps its uh, christmas date um but um news of the world's a western drama uh centers on the cross-country journey of uh hanks uh another cap- He's played another captain wasn't it captain phillips <laughs> now he's captain jefferson kyle kidd a widower a widower and non-fiction storyteller who offers up stories to strangers as he travels around texas so that's a typical tom hanks type of movie um for sure um Let's see, we got also breaking news in Yuba County. That's the title of the film. Um, Stars Allison Janney, Malakunas, Regina Hall, Aquafina, Wanda Sykes, Ellen Barkin, and Samira Wiley. Um, It's about an overlooked pencil pusher after she catches her husband in bed with another woman. The shock causes him to die of a heart attack, so she buries his body. Oh, wow. And takes advantage of the growing group of celebrity status that comes with having a missing husband. It's kind of like a twist on Gone Girl, I guess, right? Or, or a little bit of uh, um, what was that movie with Zoe Kravitz and Scarlett Oh, geez, I can't remember. the. It's kind of like the Very Bad Things female version. Um, it's kind of similar to that, I guess. Um, crazy. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, another movie that's coming to theaters again, which Um, I think it was a pretty underrated film was Alita Battle Angel. Um, James Cameron announced that that's going to have another theme. And, you know, we'll take advantage of, you know, the lack of selections in the movie theater. Um, They do some uh, films in production. If you're a Resident Evil um, fan, they're doing a uh, prequel film uh, about... um, uh, yeah, about the characters from the franchise um they have kaya scala dario hannah john cammon and robbie Mel uh, have been uh booked to star in this film um i never really got into the resident evil of films uh, have, have anyone has anyone really been a fan or have watched them
4: i've you seen know? some but i just...
0: i mean that's i think i already saw the first one but i never really got into yeah um, the franchise and now they're going the prequel route um, which, which is fine i mean that's cool um this now this film sounds really cool i love ai robotics i might, i studied um took some courses in uh, artificial intelligence in my grad grad program and um get out actor allison williams who was great in get out if you've seen it she's doing another blumhouse film um it's a tech horror thriller where she plays a robot, robotic scientist who develops um, a lifelike AI doll that is supposed to serve as a kid's best friend, and you can only imagine um, the craziness that can go on with um, rogue AI. I guess right. Uh, so kind of uh, like
4: the last Chucky movie, the remake,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, well, Chucky's not artificial intelligence; it's more. No, fanatic- the
4: last one was.
0: Oh, it, was it really?
4: Yeah.
0: Oh, I it guess was. I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah.
4: The original was like he was like a possessed um, doll. dog oh, right. More right. Like it's more like a little AI robot type of doll.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, I guess like, I yeah. I goes this wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what else? So this looks like a fun movie. This is an action comedy called Super High. Uh, this is. I mean, the log, the the synopsis. Man, it's it's funny. So it's a superhero movie where smoking a special type of weed gives superpowers to the smoker. What do you guys think of this?
4: <laughs> well, Who's going to be in it?
0: Craig Robinson. Oh, okay. He's <laughs> great. Andy Samberg and Common. <laughs> Craig Robinson is great. He was great in Hot Top Time Machine. and oh, yeah. uh, He was great in uh, This Is The End. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I think it'll uh this sounds like a fun movie. I don't know, I'm looking forward to seeing it.
6: That's sounds funny.
0: like a, Yeah, it sounds fun. Um they're also doing um an English language remake of the French thriller called My Son.
4: Uh, stars Finally.
0: Oh, you're you're excited about this one, huh? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh stars Claire Foy, who's an amazing actress, and James McAvoy. That's right. Professor Xavier himself. Uh, pretty exciting uh, as far as the, that casting. I mean, there's two great actors right there. But um, it, it's it, basically uh, James McAvoy portrays a man whose only son goes missing, leading him to travel the town where his ex-wife lives in search of answers. So um, yeah, no, it sounds pretty cool. Um, you know, like this is amazing. Clint Eastwood, he he he's like 90. And uh, he will be directing, producing, and starring in a movie called Cry Macho for uh, for Warner Brothers. And he directed Richard Jewell um, just last year or the year before. Yeah, isn't it amazing that the the work ethic uh, and the ability at 90 years old? Um, I believe he's 90 or close to it. That's um, a ton of
4: work, like to do any of that, and for him to be directing and starring in that a movie it's
0: just i mean you're incredible. taking on like the three major hats you're directing yeah. you're producing and you're starring in i mean yeah he turned imagine.
4: 90 may 31st okay yeah so that's what yeah, so i thought, I, thought 90, I remember yeah.
0: 90 years old isn't that he's crazy definitely a badass wow that's that's commendable that really is commendable um let's see we also have um jessica chastain is an in, uh, independent drama called losing clementine based on a 2012 novel by ashley ream um she plays a bipolar person who uh, decides to commit suicide with her birthday r- rapidly approaching she flushes away her meds gives herself 30 days to tie up the loose ends and finish one last painting and make nice with her ex-husband and find a new home for her cat but then she uncovers secrets about her family and the tragedy that befell her mother and sister so seems like a big twist maybe coming up for this film um jessica chastain's great i loved her in the um uh, the it's uh it part two you're seeing it part two and of course she's man i'm trying to think of one of my favorite movies jessica chastain i think it was uh the um the sniper film with the bin laden um yeah, that film. She was fantastic in that. She's really good in that. Um Well, moving on to T V stuff, guys. Um
4: was Zero Dark Thirty.
0: Thank oh, you. Okay. Zero Zero Dark Thirty. Yes. Yes, Zero Dark Thirty, yes. She was
4: in the Martian. Yes. Um, Interstellar yep. Stellar um Molly's game. Yep. It's been a ton of stuff.
0: Yep. Uh, Oh yeah, I do have Another movie uh, with Elizabeth Moss She plays former congressman Katie Hill um, In a film called She Will Rise for Blumhouse Television Um, And um, I guess it's about her um, A woman with no prior political Experience who rockets To success while privately concealing A cycle of domestic abuse Um, Sounds like a very dark uh, Political type of thriller Film Um, and um moving on pivoting to netflix um this is news that i'm not i'm so upset oh, about dude. Uh, yes you know what i'm talking about yes right? that's right glow the gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh, which is produced by the same people that did orange is the New black and as a wrestling fan and a fan of the show both uh this is heartbreaking this is such a great show uh season four will not happen due to covid um they thought because of the close proximity with the actors, because they're wrestling, um, this is also, you know, the stunt people as well as the actors, um, because it is a drama about professional wrestling, you know, um, uh, they decided that they will not move on with season four, and it sucks because they already shot two episodes of season four already. That's like, man, and so they paid the actresses or the actors and the actresses involved um the full season for salary, which I, I think is, is a, a good token of, of, of good faith. But, you know, basically it means like they can't really revisit it, you know, because um, uh, you would have to think, OK, why can't they shoot it when COVID's done? Right. But then I was reading that by the time, let's say, it comes out in 2022 instead of 2021, Will people still care. Has it hasn't been too long of a gap, you know? But I think still people will t- tune in, you know, um, even though it had a gap, you know.
4: No, because most of um, Netflix's shows are like two years in between each season, anyways. I mean, look at Stranger yeah. Things it takes forever. Like, I mean, uh, people are used to it. I mean, most most shows are like a year and a half, you know. Um, but I hate leaving it off on a, a cliffhanger. You know, like oh,
0: jeez, yeah, yeah, that's a big cliffhanger. Let's we'll see what happened with Sam's movie, I guess. What cliffhanger are you alluding to?
4: Just like um, just where the season ended at.
0: I'm trying to recall the ending because weren't they fun.
4: getting like a
0: weren't they getting like a TV deal? Yes, they're getting a right. TV deal. Yeah. And um, Sam and his daughter were going to work together on a movie. He was going to produce his daughter's script. And
4: the one okay. guy was gay. The um, producer guy.
0: The producer go yes. Man. Okay. So yeah. Not a huge cliffhanger, but it's it's definitely has some loose ends. Maybe they can do a Netflix special movie to, to wrap up the film. I mean, I think that would be cool, but
4: well, that's what um um who, who's the main guy who's like the um with the mustache in the show. Uh, What's that's
0: his Mark Marin, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's what he was saying, Sam. He was saying that um in an article that they should do a, a movie um to tie everything up. Thank you. Which, yes. i mean, I'd rather another season. You know, it's it's a kind of show where I enjoyed watching. It wasn't like I waited um you know for the season to be released, but you know, when it was released I enjoyed I enjoyed the series. Yeah. You know, very good and you know, I, I can watch um you know, I can watch um Allison what was it, Allison Bree, is that her name? Like um
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I can watch That's her great- like in, in Spandex, you know, all day.
0: Right, Allison <laughs> Brie is great, and I, Jackie Tone, who played Melrose. I mean, I've known Jackie for a while. You know, she was on when she was on American Idol. She, she, uh, we had her on B T B and uh, we've we actually remained. I have her personal Facebook, and, and when she when her career blew up, you know, it was, she didn't like clear out her friends. No. Like we yeah, <laughs> we, so we 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 remained friends. Yeah, no, totally. And then when I saw her at the SAG Awards, she, uh, she recognized me, which was awesome. She's like, oh. So I thought that was kind of cool. Because um, we had hung out, like, years ago. I, was, I stepped, I kind of got information on Adam Lambert's uh, birthday party uh, <laughs> during that. And that's when I met Jackie and, like, the rest of uh, the, the contestants on American Idol that season, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Good party. That was on West Hollywood um let's see teenage bounty hunters canceled after one season anybody found that show has anyone checked that out i haven't yeah. checked it out um they got okay reviews but they decided to cancel it um schitt's creek um the final sixth season is available on netflix now um if you want to check it out and uh i still have a couple more seasons to go but there's a little little bit of controversy uh with *Shit's Creek with Comedy Central in India. Supposedly um they edited out the um uh kissing scene between um David, played by Dan Levy and um another actor. Um and um apparently um Dan Levy tweeted um his disapproval about it. Um, he said, "You show the kiss of two women. You show the kiss between a woman and a man, but then remove the kiss between two men. This is a show about power of in- inclusivity. The censorship of gay intimacy is making a harmful statement against that message. Hashtag love is love. India, um, yeah, I guess, is is a very uh, conservative country. I guess, um, which you know, I guess that's there." I guess that's how they handle those kind of um, scenes, and in, and uh, in, in I'm sure that's not the first um, a scene that they had to censor, but um, it's a, it's really unfortunate, you know? I mean, obviously everybody wants to see the original cut no matter what, you know? But that's not in the U.S. version, so it doesn't affect us here in the U.S., you know? Chach, I know you're real excited about Cobra Kai. I am. Season three. Has Maggie watched Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai is a fun 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 show um
3: I have not
0: you haven't That's great no. it's like the number one show on Netflix now and people are catching up all late but uh... I'm
3: still I'm rewatching new girl right now, so
0: oh new girl that was a fun show <laughs> For like the
3: fifth time <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> yeah that was a fun show uh new girl um but yeah, the third season um teaser just dropped, so we did see that Miguel. Uh, Is going to be okay after the Nasty Fall. Oh, shocker. Then, I thought he was dead. You thought he was dead, right? No and, season, no. and then they're getting a season four renewal already, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we're getting a Jeffrey Dahmer the dumbest story. people who
4: thought that oh. Hopper was dead on Stranger Things.
0: <laughs> a lot of people thought he was dead.
4: Yeah, people are dumb. <laughs> like,
0: like,
4: most yeah. of the time, people aren't dead if you don't see them die
0: you have to literally see them die, not to right. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. They're having uh, so Ryan Murphy, as you know, has this deal with Netflix. He's producing a whole ton of stuff. Uh, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story is, um, they are revis- revisiting Jeffrey Dahmer again. I know it's been done before in the past, but, um, but this will be the Ryan Murphy's take on it. They actually had Jeffrey Dahmer in, like in a, a cameo scene, uh, in one of the, I think it was Hotel, H S Hotel. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: Yeah, you remember
0: yeah, that? So, yeah. yeah I, I mean, he, real...
4: he he did good on the um, Versace um series.
0: Yeah, um, the Assassination of Johnny Versace. Yeah, Verdon. right. Yeah.
4: I mean, he really. I mean, he needs to step up um, American Horror Story, though. I I think. Like.
0: It's... Yeah. I actually still have to watch 1984. Because I watched,
4: it, it didn't captivate you, that's why.
0: Yeah, I still had to finish that one. Yeah, it didn't it's captivate. Like, no, I
4: mean, I, I thought the you know the first probably the first few seasons of American Horror Story were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like he doesn't know where to go with the um, seasons a lot of times, and like it start off good and it'll just going all these different weird twists that you know I think don't hold up. Like it's like he doesn't know how to end um, a season.
0: Yeah um they're doing another alice in wonderland another take oh thank on god it. yeah another one right just <laughs> yeah. have the johnny depp one you know right. uh, uh this is sabrina carpenter's version uh called alice but it'll be a contemporary take on oh, the classic god. lewis carroll story uh, um you know i guess they're running out of ideas in Hollywood, guys <laughs> netflix is also producing a godzilla anime series Also, um, another um, animated project is called Ollie's Odyssey, which is based on a children's book. So they're tapping into more original um, animation, which is pretty cool. Um, They also have a trailer for an upcoming Christmas movie called Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey with Forrest Whitaker. Um, That looked like a fun film, you know, something worth checking out. They also just dropped the trailer of Selena the series. Which stars Christian Serratos, who plays Rosita from *The Walking Dead*? Um, you know, this is something that's been done before. Jennifer Lopez did the the biopic *Selena*, mm-hmm. but they're doing a Netflix series. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, Christian Serratos is great, so I, I think she'll do a great job. All right, this is great. Some great *Game of Thrones* prequel news. All right. So they just cast an actor uh, for the House of the Dragon. Uh, it's English actor Paddy Considine. He's the leading role, uh, the lead role in um, House of the Dragon, uh, King Viserys the First, guys. Yeah. So this prequel series will take place 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones. So the only repeat cast members they can have. Is Melisandra, I think, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. (laughs) How cool of it for Melisandra to be in in, uh, the guest star or even star in the show because she's got to be. She's got to be, right? It would make total sense. Maggie, are you a Game
3: of Thrones fan?
0: I wasn't sure if you were or not.
3: I am, and I'm still bitter about Jamie's death.
0: Uh, Jamie Lannister? Really? Yes.
3: He was my favorite. So he was my favorite character, um, as was the Red Viper. So. All my favorite characters get killed.
0: I think all, everyone's <laughs> favorite kid. Well, yeah, they, they did have some survivors at the end. True. Um, but do you, will you be tuning into the prequel Maggie? Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: not super happy with the direction they went with the end of game of thrones as a whole and so they'll have to really prove themselves for me to tune in
4: yeah i agree with maggie i mean i mean i'll tune in but i'm not looking forward to it like they really squandered having like a perfect um series by that um because of that last um rushed um season you know and then some i thought some horrible choices um you know towards the end like, like who they made king and I mean, you can you can kill a whole entire franchise with a bad ending season. I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I mean, I think like Breaking Bad did it right. I think they ended on a high note, and I think most people were happy with ending. Um, I don't know, Game of Thrones, I think, squandered it, and like, you know, same as like Lost. And I think when you do that, you really lose a lot of goodwill. I mean, well. People tune in. You don't don't really go on top.
0: Yeah, you don't go on on top, and that—that's the impression you're getting for the next series, I guess. Um.
4: I think, I think, I think Walking Dead is doing the same thing. I think they, um, you know, even if the new series are great, I think they're going to be it's going to be uphill battle, just getting um, some of the fans that left um, to check it out. You know, no matter Mm. how good the new series are.
0: Yeah, we could only hope, but uh, I know they're gonna they're gonna really go out with a bang with season eleven. I'm I'm really optimistic with that. I think you're right. Yeah. Um. So we know more information on the boys spin off. So um, it's going to be um, based on the G Men, which is a parody of Marvel's X Men characters, um, which is from the same writer Garth Ennis of the Boys comic book series. Um. So uh, if you're a fan of the boys, be happy that there will be another spinoff show with, um, yeah, some of the same characters and from the same writer. As I the
3: love the boys.
0: boys. Chachi's uh, all caught up on the boys. I'm behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I watch that. it
4: every Thursday night when the new episode drops. Um, tomorrow night's going to be the final episode of the season already oh wow Only eight episodes but i th- i think it's an amazing show i i think it's like a it's like a rated r like um superhero um series you know, and i think the way they portray the superheroes i think if it was real life that's how they would probably be just kind of like arrogant and like <laughs> you know packaged a certain way um you know they wouldn't one-
0: be they wouldn't be like the heroes on the c w right
4: yeah, or, yeah. You <laughs> know, be like traditional superman and that kind of this kind of hero Right, um, right. But yeah, I think I think a great series and like um, definitely a huge score for Amazon. You know, they're looking for that big yes. um, crossover series, and I think they definitely have it for this one. And I like the I like
0: they're yeah. like
4: releasing an episode every week. I like that.
0: Um, As opposed to bingeing. Yeah, yeah, I would
4: have binge watched the whole thing already. I would have been done like you know weeks ago. And had
0: nothing to watch. Yeah, some people are just like all about binging, but sometimes yes. it's good to kind of absorb an episode and right. you know talk um, about it with
4: friends talk and stuff. With friends
0: like, this and is, and
2: you all watch like, it at the same time. You can still you
4: know? binge it, just like, just watch it, watch it when it's done, and then binge it. You know what I mean? Like, right. So it's the best of both worlds, I think.
0: Yep. Uh, so Amazon has a cool project with Chloe Gr- Grace Moretz from the Westworld team. Lisa joined Jonathan Nolan, so. Um so you know it's got to be something um sci-fi or something uh, in that realm but it's about Flynn Fisher a woman trying to hold together pieces of a broken family in the forgotten corner of tomorrow's America so it's kind of like a i guess a, a post-apocalyptic kind of future uh type of uh show um but yeah i mean um already assembling a great cast for that um, so we already talked about Walking Dead, so we can skip all that good stiff. Um, which again, um, great finale. Um, look forward to uh the rest of World Beyond. Um, you know, fear didn't really resonate with me, Fear the Walking Dead, uh as much. But uh I really hope that we, we keep the momentum because I, I really love the first episode of World Beyond. So Hopefully that's really cool. AMC's actually got a really cool show called Soulmates, uh, coming out. It uh, takes place 15 years in the future, and it uh, you take a test that tells you who your soulmate is, and then you go on your mission to find your soulmate. Um, kind of interesting. Which they had that today. Which had yeah, the technology I mean, today, right? It'd be a lot easier. <laughs> Would be a lot. It'd yeah. be a lot <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a six-episode show uh with black mirror uh alum will bridges um cool sounds kind of cool um so cw had some code issues because they actually ran out of tests um in canada and they didn't have enough they had delays in processing those tests so batwoman riverdale made um a couple of the shows had to um suspend production for a little while um CW also had a show. We're
4: finding some good news out of all this.
0: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, the, the good news on CW keeps coming as they actually had a positive COVID test from a CW show that they shoot, um, not even in Canada. It's called um, All American. Uh, and they actually had to suspend production because of a, a person on the show, uh, uh, this was this shot in Los Angeles, in Burbank. Um. Yeah, man, crazy.
4: Well, hopefully so, everybody's okay. Like, I know, right? this, is, this is sucky times. Sucky. Know, especially, especially for people sucky who love times. entertainment and pop culture. Like, it's 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 rough. No. We should be at New York Comic Con right now, or, or this weekend coming up.
0: You know, what we should do is go to Saturday Night Live because you know they pay in order to have an audience. They pay the audience members to watch the taping saturday Night Live. so chachi anyone wants to go maggie if anybody wants to go uh let's go watch saturday Night live and get paid for it how cool would that be that's always been on my bucket list to, to attend one of their shows yeah. uh but uh yeah, probably yeah, that, the only
4: reason probably the only way i'd watch saturday Night live nowadays is
0: if I lo- you um, paid I lo- me I, lo- I, lo- I love the premiere man i thought man. chris rock did great he had um i mean you know um Got it. Had a good monologue, and they had a nice little uh, debate uh, <laughs> debate skit. You know, Jim Carrey played a really great Joe Biden, and I I, I love good. I love Alec Baldwin's Trump. I I think it's yeah. Fantastic. So I mean, it was a lot of fun, man. I you know I enjoyed it. And it's good to see instead of those you know remote um, Saturday Night Live shows that we saw towards the ends of last season. Everybody's in studio, you know, obviously COVID testing with the audience members. Uh, it looked like a packed balcony, but I don't know. Um, they said social distancing. I don't know. Um, didn't surprise me that Megan Thee Stallion's performers did, uh, performance did not include WAP. Did I include WAP? Um, I don't think that could get past the censors, guys. Um little tribute Kate McKinnon did for uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is kind of nice. She did a she did a great. Kate McKinnon is so brilliant with old women. Like she just <laughs> she just does great playing old women. She's is, it, is it old women? Old women, like older uh, yeah. older characters. Yeah. <laughs> like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, right. and, and Hillary Clinton and just she's just she's great at that. She just she she she's got the timing for it, you know, the comedy timing. Um Arnold Schwarzenegger uh his first television series, Chachi. Um Wow. This is going to be on Skydance TV, which I'm not familiar with, and it should probably be on a better network if the show wants to survive. Um, But uh, he's been cast opposite Monica Barbaro for a spy series. Um, Wow. Arnold has never been on a television series. Interesting.
4: That's crazy. Isn't
0: that crazy? It's on what network? It's on the uh, Skydance TV network how is that i don't know, <laughs> how, how do they afford I know. Like for well, a series? I, I know they have sundance tv but I, yeah. i'm not familiar with skydance tv what is that i <laughs> have yeah. no idea maybe it's
4: part of um skynet
0: maybe it's part of skynet yeah that's why or, he's on there or um skybound is robert kirkman's production company but i don't think it's that um uh, so you know those reunions have been really popular. They had a reunion for Mean Girls: Tina Fey, Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Amanda Seyfried. Uh, a reunion video encouraging fans to vote. So uh, as you know, it's a, a very uh, interesting time. Um, you know, um, mail ballots and versus voting in person. I'll i will be happy
4: when the is over, so I don't have to log on to social media and, and be told to vote every second. Okay, right, right. It's like every social media you, you log in and it's like something like popping up in uh, your face telling you
0: to vote. Yeah, I mean and I know we're not really a political show. We do touch on a little bit of yes. Most of okay. Trump's administration most of Trump's administration have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um I think Trump was uh re- recently released from Walter Reed Medical Center. All right. Um with um pretty moderate symptoms, not horrible um his his wife melania had milder symptoms but um eh, you know i'm not going to be one of those i don't agree with trump's policy i don't believe his politics but i'm not going to wish him harm or wish you know i'm not gonna be one of those people that's gonna you know celebrate him having covid i mean you know it's just i just think it's malicious i don't know that's my opinion my opinion Granted, I don't believe anything said. Well, that's the said. way it should be.
4: You I, know, just, like I see people bashing Ginsburg too when she passed away, and like people just take stuff too seriously. You know, they. I, um,
0: at the end of the day, they're human beings. We don't agree with them politically. Um, granted, he can be really repugnant and say awful fucking things, but I'm not gonna wish the worst for anyone. Um, that's just how I roll, man. You know, I just. But the funny thing I
4: saw you said he was talking about. Melania and was saying that um, you may have heard somewhere that she's a few um, years younger than me. Um, so she'll she so talking about how the um, mm-hmm. coronavirus won't affect her as much as him. That
0: mm-hmm. was pretty funny. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, you know, if anything, it should be a lesson because they have these fucking rallies where a lot of people don't wear masks, and they go out and they fucking risk people's lives by not wearing the masks. And it's not a political statement, it's a science statement. It's simple. Simple science, guys. Just wear your fucking mask, dude. For real. It's not that hard. It's just not hard, man. All right, guys. We're gonna wrap up. We always announce with some um people that have passed on. We already mentioned Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Um other people that have passed away include um, um Edward Buddy Lee, um, a producer from the reggae. Um from the reggae industry, reggae music industry, um, also actor Thomas Jefferson Bird, who appeared on several Spike Lee films, actor-director Clark Middleton, who appeared in Kill Bill 2, The Blacklist, and Snowpiercer, actress Armelia McQueen, uh, who's known for her Broadway um, work on Ain't Misbehaving and the film Ghost. With Patrick Swayze, I can't remember her character on that. She's
4: Whoopi Goldberg's um, sister.
0: Ah, thank you. And uh, Academy Award-nominated film producer Edward S. Feldman, known for producing The Witness and The Truman Show. And Chachi, you sent me one more um, artist that had passed away. Um, Do you recall who that was? Maybe I could pull that up. It was... It was... was
4: was it johnny nash
0: johnny nash yeah the i can i can see, see clearly, clearly now. now song yeah passed away at the age of 80 rest in peace a yeah, great great old time song Yep. Yeah. and with death we celebrate life for those of celebrating a birthday on october 7th include birthdays simon cowell 61 from american no. idol i don't know right crazy uh let's see Paula Newsom from Barry is 59. Singer Tony Braxton's 53. One of my favorite yeah. bands of all time is Radiohead. Tom York of Radiohead's fifty-two. Allison munn of One Tree Hills 46. Taylor Hicks from American Idols 44. Omar. Favorite. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, not Maggie, love it, but no, Maggie Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> yeah. uh, actor Omar Miller. Uh is 42 um jake mclaughlin from quantico is 38 and holland Roden from teen wolf is 34 that's birthday today guys and that's all i have for uh everything going on in the world of entertainment it's been an incredible show despite our uh snafus uh we'd like to thank um the incredible panel including ashley novak from the blonde had <laughs> stepped away she not, didn't get back i don't know what happened maybe her her babies were crying or something i don't know (laughs) 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 as she's doing uh mom duty for two-year-old twins which i totally totally get definitely the amazing maggie love it we appreciate (laughs) you coming back on below the belt show please plug away your uh amazing um well first of all your money geek and your podcast
3: Yes, so you can find me at yourmoneygeek.com. I have a couple of really cool interviews coming up over there. um, And I run my mouth about Star Wars a lot. (laughs) Um, And then you can also find me on two different podcasts. I am a co-host on the Star Wars Friends podcast. And I am um, co-creator and co-host of Petticoats and Poppies, History Girls at the Movies, which is a podcast about historical films Talked about by two film autos and historians. Wow.
1: that is awesome.
3: Oh, I'm staying that's, very busy. That, that's a that's, that's a cool one
4: podcast.
0: Yeah. That's a cool name of your podcast. Thank
3: that's you. A, really um, unique. My my best friend Nicole and I, we are huge you know historical film fans. And mm-hmm. I'm very fond of war films, which is where the poppies come from, and she's more fond of petticoat films. So we merged the two together.
0: Yeah, it, it, it has a good re- re- resonation, I guess. Is that the word? <laughs> that kind of sounds... <laughs> It's very phonetically pleasing. There exactly. You go. <laughs> very cool. Um, really quick on your, uh, what Star Wars series are you looking forward to the most? Not including The Mandalorian. I was so going to say The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'm I'm really psyched for that. And the Trero looks amazing. Yes. Um, Easy but,
3: answer is Cassian Andor.
0: Yes, I am a
3: huge Rogue One fan. I'm actually um, interviewing the um, writer of Rogue One in a couple weeks for the Star Wars podcast. Yes, that's awesome! Yeah, wow. I'm super psyched about that. I've seen that film like 300 times. Um, not oh, even cool. And I just got a Cassian Andor t-shirt today. Um, so, that yes.
0: Is definitely yes. Cassian Andor. <laughs> yes, the Rogue One prequel series. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm definitely looking forward yeah, it's to going to be the great. The Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, I think that one's a limited series, um, and uh, because I want to see the return of um, Darth Maul, and I know he's going to be a, yes. have a physical role in that one. And I would love to. I'm a big Amelia Clark fan from uh, Daenerys from Game of Thrones. I want to see her character from uh, as Kira come back because I think Solo didn't get a lot of love, man. I thought it was really underrated, man. I, I don't know. The general public didn't like it. Well, I mean, it came
4: out right after Last Jedi, and people were. Upset about that movie. Yeah. It kind of, like,
0: hurt Solo. Yeah. Did, did you like Solo, Maggie? Was that...
3: Was, I did, yeah.
0: What, what, what would you say is the strongest of the newer Star Wars films?
3: Um, say what you will about The Last Jedi, but I think that The Last Jedi is the strongest of the sequels, but of all the Disney content, um, as far as films go, Rogue One stands out. Um, that one resonates with me personally and um, is number one of all the Star Wars films, to be perfectly honest.
0: Okay. Rogue One, I agree with. Well, mm-hmm. myself and Chachi are not really big on The Last Jedi. So you nah. you believe that that, yeah. <laughs> that, that ev- anybody can have that innate ability to become a Jedi? Yes. You be- you be- I mean, that's
3: the forces you, in
0: all of us. You believe that? Yeah. I don't know. I think it kind of... Um, um, it makes it too easy. Well, there's a better term that my brain can't think of, but uh, it almost like minimizes the special right. ability, if you if that makes any sense. There you go. It minimizes like if you're saying anybody can Jedi that you, me. My neighbor anybody can just pick up a broomstick or make a broomstick fly or whatever like that one young boy did um and it takes away that special
3: i mean the jedi the jedi order has been around for millennia and has been very fully stocked with force sensitive users um and i mean even in the expanded universe books everyone had some connection to the force um so that was really just tapping into the origins of a lot of the lore that was canceled out so to speak when disney bought the ip so know. i like that that was very much like um i don't know if you guys like buffy but reminded me of the oh, buffy. buffy's great yeah the buffy the buffy scene where everyone can be
0: maggot yeah. i th- i think you might want to come back for buffy's julia landau
3: oh i'm i'm interviewing her
0: oh you're already you're interviewing her okay okay <laughs> So you want to come back for her? Because we have her at the end of the month for a Halloween episode. Yes,
3: she, I have her got, at the end ready of the month. You already
0: have her. You already have, <laughs> have her. You have her for your money geek? Yes. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing how, uh, uh, sing, uh yeah. It's we very, all run in
3: the same circles. The circles
0: now. Well, we got to give a shout out to that awesome PR company, PR Machine.
3: Oh, my God. I love them.
0: Aren't they the best? Michael Alioto. I've known Michael Alioto for sp- freaking so long he's great um but he's kind of uh have, has rachel uh take take I over love the rachel race. and grace they're awesome. yeah rachel and grace and mike you know pretty much evolved regina king he says one day i will i will get regina for you it's like please get Regina King on Below the Belt show. You know. Oh my
3: God, that would be amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that, that's, that's PR Machine's biggest client. Yeah, is, is Regina King. So we hope one day, one day, um, that we can have Regina King on Below the Belt show. So awesome, Maggie. Well, we're ending with um our pre-recorded interview with Alexa Mansour. Uh, what did you guys overall think about that interview? Wasn't that amazing? Oh, she's
4: great. Yeah, super down to earth.
0: Yeah really down to earth. Um, And uh, she's a great actress. Like I said, we saw her on Madam Secretary. Um, I mentioned that in the interview, but you know, we'll save it all for the interview. So closing out tonight's show, our pre-recorded interview with Walking Dead, World Beyond star, Alexa Mansour, who was interviewed by myself, Chachi McFly, Maggie, Love it. It's funny, my Alexa just uh, just activated when I said Alexa Mansoor. Isn't that funny? <laughs> um, <laughs> and actress and model, the lovely Sarah Bentman, also joined in with the fun with us. So after that amazing interview with Alexa, we're going to play uh, the closing cut. The cool cut is one of Alexa's songs called Baggage. So you're going to hear that exclusively here on BTB, guys. So behalf on behalf of everybody in studio, thank you so much for Ashley Novak. Thank you so much, Maggie. Love it. Chachi McFly. Thank our ac- Our guest, celebrity guest actor, Aaron Dallavilla. He was awesome. Wasn't he cool? A lot of fun. Guys, I'm Al Soto. That's it. That's all I got, guys. And uh, so here it is, our featured interview for the night, Alexa Mansoor from walking dead world beyond guys who plays hope bennett we'll be we'll be back on btv next week guys until then peace see ya all right guys we welcome our special guest of the evening on below the belt show actress extraordinaire you can see her in the walking dead world beyond we all saw the premiere episode it was awesome the one and only alexa mansoor (laughs) <laughs> hey, Alexa. Hey. Good to have you on Below the Belt show. I'm Al Soto. Uh, quickly, everybody introduce yourselves, to Alexa.
4: Chachi McFly.
3: Gabriella. And Maggie Lovett. to meet you
0: guys. So, three of us have actually been on set of World Beyond as uh, background actors. Really? Yes. This is why we really wanted to seek somebody from the show out. So, we're really happy because we were actually on set of VCU which was uh, pretty incredible to be a part of that, uh, a part of uh, Walking Dead history in this amazing spinoff show. So um, we're just happy to have you on.
7: Thanks. I'm glad to be on.
0: Awesome. Awesome. First of all, Alexa, we love the show. Uh, So much craziness going on in the the, the premiere episode. Um, I, I got so many questions, obviously questions that can't be answered because we have to keep watching, but I guess overall, how has the experience been with shooting in Richmond, Virginia?
7: it's been crazy i mean it was i always say this but it's like it was 115 degrees when we got there like when we started filming and then like by the time we wrapped it got down to the 20s i think so it was a whirlwind i mean it was a lot and it was i've never been to richmond so it was just kind of everything was super new to me but it was it was great it was a really nice experience
0: yeah the 115 degree heat um Must have been really tough with all those, like, action sequences, which um, you might have done under the uh, bus in that luggage compartment. And I got to feel for also the walkers in 115 degrees. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, all
7: that makeup, that must suck. Um, You guys are
4: dressed for one climate, and that's it, no matter whether it's 110 or if it's 30 degrees. That's pretty rough.
7: Yeah, that's very rough. I think some people (laughs) got heat stroke on set. Oh, no. Oh, God. That's crazy. It was like the 80s and stuff, but oh my god, it was crazy.
0: Welcome to the East Coast
4: with all the humidity.
0: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, that luggage compartment scene. Um, I-, I love how that was shot. I'm um, I- I just curious how it seemed like like it, everything was in motion. The bus was in motion. Um, can you tell us a little bit of how that scene was shot? Um,
7: well, it, the bus was going really, really slowly. I was strapped in under the under the bus. And okay. I wasn't going very fast. I think maybe it was more like 15 miles an hour, if that much. Okay. Um, but there was this kind of this like uh, just this thing that attached the bottom of the bus on the compartment. And the stunt double was attached to that little machine or whatever. And whenever it was time to like fight him or whatever, he would just randomly pop up and then slide away. So the whole time he was attached to the bus. And I mean, I knew the guy that was, the stuff, like I knew the guy that was in the costume so the whole time. He's like trying to make me laugh, and I'm there having to scream in like 10 seconds and <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off. It was it, it was fun though. It was really
0: really cool. I've
7: never been in a luggage compartment.
0: Awesome. Well, if you could tell us a little about your uh, audition journey for um, for this show, um, I'm reading that you did audition seven eight times for Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, I
7: auditioned a lot um, since I started acting when I was like 17. I was auditioning for Walking Dead and then Fear. And I would usually get callbacks and stuff, but I never went far enough to book the role. Um, I guess the roles just weren't really right. But then in April of 2019, I got called in for an Untitled Walking Dead series. And I showed up to the audition really hungover. I was just... (laughs) I, which <laughs> I, I'm honestly saying this, I never do that. If I know I have an audition, I will not go
0: out. To <laughs> I've done it before. I'm guilty. At this
7: point, I was like, I was like, they've called me in so many times and they never hire me. I was like, I'm just, whatever. I'm just going to go off my friends and I'll see what happens tomorrow. Right. The audition went really great. I was actually really shocked. And the character too, was kind of this character that didn't give a sh. Can I curse on here?
0: Yeah. as you can say whatever you want. Um,
7: This character just didn't give a shit about anybody or anything. So it was super easy to play her hungover. Um, So I did the audition, did not hear back until June, like mid to late June. And then I got a call saying that Scott and Matt wanted to meet with me. And then I went to, I did that. And then I got called in to test for AMC. So Uh by the time I was with AMC, that was the third audition. But AMC didn't think that I was edgy enough. So I had to go back and do another audition um, after. And that was four auditions. And Then after that, I was told I got the job. Called in to go to New York to read with all the possible irises. And then there was this one girl that was there. And she was like, my friend just auditioned for Hope like two days ago. So I don't think this job is really yours. And I remember <laughs> sitting in New York and like being on the flight back home. And I call my manager. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I was freaking out. Um, but finally, everything was set in stone and the news got released. So, yeah, it was like a solid four to five auditions just to get this job. So you, do, awesome. you think she was
4: trying to throw you off and trying to sabotage your um, your um, next audition?
7: She, maybe. Maybe. She had a little bit of a feel to her that was just kind of very superior. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm to everybody else. And then at first I thought that she got the role of Iris. I heard that, I heard from someone or something that she was the one that booked it. And I just remember being on my way to Virginia with my mom and telling her, being like, you know what, I'm just gonna deal with the cards I've been dealt and I'm gonna be courteous, I'm gonna be nice, right. we're gonna get to the shoot, everything's gonna be great. And then I found out Aaliyah got the job and I was screaming so loud in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I've never been so happy in my life.
4: That is that's that's pretty cool. So so she doesn't get it and you get it, and it's gotta burn her now to watch you on the season premiere. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Awesome. Congratulations.
7: (laughs)
3: Thank
4: you. That's why that's why you never be mean to people when you're auditioning because like
3: you never know who you're gonna work with.
4: Right. Or or you might you might not get the role and then you might have to see them on T V and then you're gonna feel really uh, upset about it.
7: (laughs) Yeah. I just think it's so much easier just to be nice to people. I don't Of course. Yeah.
0: Totally. I was curious about, um, I guess, how um, Hope and Iris are sisters. I'm assuming Alexa, uh, your character, was adopted. Um, We're both adopted. You're both adopted. Okay. I
7: I was a little shocked, too, because I figured I was like, well, you could totally be Joes and um, the other, I don't know her name, um, our mom's daughter. Right. And she was like, and apparently the whole thing was, I don't know if this is. I don't think this is a spoiler at all, but we were in the crib together. When our parents came to get us, we were in the crib together, and we had bonded so much in like as babies that they were like, oh, we can't just take one of them. It's like when you get a puppy and you're like, oh, I got to get the other one too. Right.
0: Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. Awesome. I'm so, I'm so glad that we uh, got uh, some answers on that. Wow. I was like That was one of my burning questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Well, so, you, Working with a great cast, I mean, first of all, how's it working with Nico? Because I've met Nico. I've worked on Younger, a couple of episodes of Younger up in New York, and he's just he's just a fun, fun guy. And Riot, super friendly. Uh, how was yeah. your experiences? Funny story uh, with-
7: about Nico. I had the biggest crush on them growing up. I saw them in Scream. I saw them in some like Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Younger, I was a huge fan of Younger. And I remember one time we all went, I think we went bowling or something. And I was outside, and I had I was we were drinking a little bit. Nico doesn't drink, but I was, I looked at Nico and I was like, I used to love you. (laughs) And and we were like, that's so sweet. I was like, no, no, I loved you. But I was also like, I was always like, well, they're a lot older than me now and they're married and like, they're awesome and whatnot. And we became such good friends. Like Nico, Hal and I, would hang out almost every weekend. Oh, Sometimes cool. Every night, Nico and I would go on like bike rides around um, VCU and stuff. And it was really great. You, you hear these stories about meeting like, I shouldn't say idols, but like people that you really admire and stuff. And yeah. it just not being what you expected. And everyone on this cast was like above and beyond what I could have imagined.
4: Well, being on like a young cast, um, is there any kind of like romance behind the scenes? During filming.
7: God, I wish there was. That was like what uh-huh. the one the things I wanted to tell Matt and Scott. Like, give me a boyfriend on the show, please. But no, there's there wasn't any romance at all. Um, I went out with someone in Virginia for like a week, but then that person really uh-huh. strange, so I just said goodbye. Uh-huh. Within <laughs> the <laughs> cast, no, there's not. There was nothing. And I'm 24 and I play younger.
0: Everyone's yes. actually younger. Okay. So, ah, okay. Yeah, you do have that um, age range where you can play that that uh, young high school age, uh, for sure. Uh, what about working with Annette? Annette
7: was a force to be reckoned with. She is so awesome and so talented. We um we started we vibed right off the bat. At the time, we were signed to the same agency. So my agent kind of, like, told me about her and all this kind of stuff, and I found out that she was on The Americans and got so much praise for that. And, I mean, she is, like, a beast when it comes to being on set and whatnot. So it wasn't, it was a little intimidating, because every time she would do it, like, she would get so into the role, and I'd be sitting in my, in the cast chair, and I'd just be like, man, should I be doing that? Like, do I need a, Am I, am I not doing enough right now? Because she's doing like a lot and like prepping really hard. She's, she's a master at her craft, that is all I could say.
0: That's awesome. Did any, act, did any actors give you uh, any advice or pointers like Nico or Annette or any other cast as, uh, uh, being veterans in the business?
7: We never really got any pointers from anyone, to be honest. Some directors, yeah, but for the most part, they all kind of let us do our own thing with the characters, which was really nice. Nice. Uh, Nico always texts me and they're just like, like, your life's going to change. Get ready, kid. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's like, That's what I get from Nico.
0: That's the thing. Walking Dead has a huge fan. And of course, this is a spinoff of one of the most popular franchises. Going into it, were you a Walking Dead fan? Did you watch the main show in Fear?
7: I was a Walking Dead fan. Um, I had seen a little bit of Fear. I had seen a little bit of Walking Dead, maybe like three seasons or so. But I kind of just stopped watching it, just got lost in all of it. But I would yeah. go to Halloween Horror Nights religiously every year. and oh, I would yeah. go to Love it. Four times. I would a lot. And like the Walking Dead maze was always the one that I looked forward to the most. Um, yeah, we so were there. You, you guys were there? Yeah,
4: the one in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one.
7: Uh, yeah, I love it. So definitely a big fan of it but uh as for watching the show i just i have the worst like focus ever so if i'm like watching something too long i have to like switch it and i just kind of got lost
4: well it's got to <laughs> be cool when you first see the um, walkers in person and they're all made up and you're finally on set with the the walkers or the empties or, um you know whatever you want to call them how was that first experience of being in a scene with a with a empty empty <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: yeah
7: I think the first actual scene we were in was the throwing up scene where Iris, I think that was the first time I was actually in a scene with one. First time I saw a walker, I was, I didn't have anything, I didn't have any um, scenes till later in the day. So one of the PAs came up to me and she's like, do you want to go see zombies? And I like, <laughs> yeah, duh. Right? We go. And a part of me was like, oh my God, it's going to be like Halloween horror nights where they try and scare me and my stomach. Right. <laughs> I get there and there's just like this group of walkers and they're all hanging out and talking to each other. They've got like the Nature Valley granola bars in their hand. Like, <laughs> I like I felt like a little bitch to be honest. I was like, I can't believe I was scared of this. Have you decided
4: on your scary element out of it now? Seeing that, <laughs> seeing them watching eating granola bars.
7: Yeah, I was like, all right. Well, I guess we're all normal people. So.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna wear for Halloween this year?
7: And I don't know. I'm in uh I'm in Vancouver doing another job and nice.
0: everything.
7: So I can actually dress up and go do something. Um I wonder if I show you on my phone if you'll actually be able to see it.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. Um,
7: it's I found this costume and I was like, I've never been one to do the whole like girly, super girly costume and whatnot.
1: Right.
7: So I found this it's like a blow-up costume, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. We hope that. Why We are you po- Halloween. We're excited. Okay, cool. See. Here, we go. Here we
4: go. Oh, my oh. God.
1: Oh, my God.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, so um, people who um, are listening in, that's like a blow up. Um, what's that? A blow up T Rex? Uh, or
7: this one, but this one might be a little bit too controversial. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not the
4: kind of girl that goes That's like. Um, I love it. You're the girl that goes in for the sexy costumes, do you?
7: No, no, I I did it like one year in middle school, and it backfired on me. So I just I never did it after that.
4: Backfire. I, yeah.
7: I I try to be a spy. I was like, I, it wasn't even sexy. I was wearing like tight pants and a tight shirt and, like, I straightened my hair was super long <laughs> I showed up to school and the guy that I was, like, literally trying to impress is, like, are you Michael Jackson? <laughs> 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 girl, like, I'm a spy. Oh. Um, yeah, so ever since then, it's funny costumes all the way. <laughs> well, I'm sure,
4: I'm sure he's regretting his decision now
7: to He's like...
4: Like, you know that girl on um, the new Walking Dead show? Like, I totally could have went out with her, but I thought she was Michael <laughs> Jackson. Like, he's regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a that... the girl that dresses sexy and the girl dresses funny. Yeah. <laughs> I respect them both, honestly. <laughs> or the one that
0: sits at home eating candy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned Vancouver. Um, are you allowed to talk about the project you're working on now? I,
7: I don't know, because they haven't announced my my character Okay. So I'm going to say no, because I don't, um, this, uh, they haven't like talked about who this girl is or anything, but it's an Apple TV show and I'm sure you guys will hear about it pretty soon. Sweet.
1: That's
0: yeah. awesome. Well, it was I... cool. it
4: was like last, um, last, um, around this time last year, like me and Al were up at New York Comic Con and we actually saw the trailer the, the Wait, first time there. it was oh, displayed. Oh, you Mad- were there Mad- too, yeah. There. yeah. Awesome. The first time it was displayed and we saw the, um, trailer for your show, yeah. which was very exciting.
7: Thanks. Yeah, this time last year was absolutely insane. I mean, I was doing world beyond and I thought I would have been there right now. But Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know, that's that a
3: pretty that long year. Experience. Was that your first like big convention experience?
7: Yeah, that was like my first real big thing. And it was crazy because we had night shoots for three nights in a row before that. And so I hadn't slept in about thirty six hours. Wow. Think, oh god. Because the night before, like the morning, we wrapped the morning of Comic-Con. I wrapped at 3 a.m. I had a 5 a.m. flight. So I took my suitcase to set, showered in my trailer, which you don't want to do because the showers in any trailer are absolutely disgusting.
1: Right. <laughs> I don't know where that water came
7: from, but <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm at uh, Nico and I had the same flight. So they're like watching over me because I'm just like losing my mind and seeing things. And I remember trying to sleep on the plane and it was like a 45 minute flight, could not sleep, get to the hotel. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and sleep. I have like two hours, could not sleep to save my life. Got to comic con. I'm sitting on the panel and they have like that timer on the stage. And I just remember seeing like double and triple of that one timer and everything was like coming up at me. I don't know if you like, I was hallucinating by that point, point. Wow. 48 hours, no sleep. And I, I, I went out after I had some friends in New York that were there. I went out and I drank as much as I could to make myself fall asleep. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, we know New York Comic Con. I mean, where is you out?
7: It, yeah. It, and we had interviews and press and all this stuff to do after. So after New York Comic Con, I was still on my feet for another like four or five hours.
0: So Nico mentioned that life was going to change. Um, has it uh, for you, Alexa? Are you getting recognized a ton more?
7: Um, I don't, I haven't really left my apartment in Canada yet, so I don't know. Um, but I've been getting, like, more messages on Instagram. Someone asked me for feed pictures, which I don't think I'm going <laughs> to Oh, my God. Um, oh my yeah, I don't, I'm getting, like, weird messages on Instagram. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, no.
4: <laughs> we apologize for the, um, the guy community. They always go above
7: no, beyond, too i was like
0: the fuck stuff up you
7: was know? <laughs> really funny i'm i'm also getting people that i haven't spoken to in years that are coming out of the woodwork and oh. telling me how proud they are and it's it's sweet but um it's just no a no
4: guys things. that are trying to hit on you now that you knew from back in the day
7: uh actually yeah i did yeah. Get two. i did get two guys um but, you know, I like them. I think I like them during their prime. And I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I always like the guys that was in high school. And, I love no, it. Like, You're
4: yeah, yeah. probably like, oh, long time no talk. How you been? What have you been up to? <laughs>
7: yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, like, people that I've met on nights out, just, like, random girls that I've passed by, like, how are you, hun? It's, I miss you so much. I'm like, I, I don't – I met you for two seconds. But it's cool. I miss you too. <laughs>
4: People are all the same, aren't they? That's funny. Yeah.
0: Alexa, I actually watched your episode of Madam Secretary last night. Oh. I was really impressed. Thank you. Um, you played an Afghani teenager. Um tell us about developing that accent because I you know, your your background is Mexican and Egyptian, correct? Yes.
7: I'm Mexican Egyptian. Yeah. Um it was I don't know how that accent came about, if I'm being honest. I've done so many roles with that Middle Eastern accent. Oh, cool. uh, Like I did, I think, How to Get Away with Murder and Seal Team were the other two ones that I had an accent. And for the most part, I was just kind of like channeling my dad because his English is still kind of broken and stuff. I mean, he speaks great English, but he still has a super accent. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah, and then a lot of it was watching Borat. (laughs) And <laughs> oh my god, if I'm being honest
0: That's one of my favorites That is amazing A
7: second, second one is coming on so The trailer,
0: excited. did you see the trailer? Yeah, oh. he's
7: like at uh, Mike Pence's thing And he has like the girl and he's like yes. I brought you girl, I brought you
0: girl <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious That's hilarious The thing about this role is like I can't believe it's, it's a very realistic situation When if a girl is talking To an American they have honor killings where they can actually kill a woman, mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, and I think it's it's crazy how that that is actually reality. You know, it's kind of insane.
7: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that should not be happening anymore.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You work closely with Jeffrey Orrend, and you're seeing
7: so awesome. He is so funny. I remember seeing him in that movie, The Ringer. Yes. That was one of my favorite movies growing up. It was so cool working with them. That's like the one thing is like I get to meet these people that I used to idolize and really look up to, and now I'm like working with them, and that to me is just absolutely insane. Sarah, you've been a little
0: quiet. Do you have anything to talk to uh, ask Alexa?
7: Yes. So your new song came out, Baggage. What was the inspiration behind it? All your music is amazing, by the way. That's like the fourth song you've put out now, right? Um, baggage came out. Yeah, we got to hear
0: it. We got well, we got a little sneak peek. Okay. Okay. Is, is that song not supposed to be out yet?
7: I no baggage is coming out. That's the next one that's ah coming out. okay. That's um, the one that's your second, PR. I'm not sure if you guys meant to say like can't stop myself, because that one came out.
0: Oh, because um, P- your PR sent baggage.
7: Oh, that's fine. That's totally fine. Okay. Baggage <laughs> was. Funny thing about baggage is I wrote it when I was still with my ex-boyfriend, which is like a red flag. If you're writing a song about breaking up when you're still with someone, you know, probably mm, not for the best. But <laughs> um, he was a musician, your inner your
0: inner Taylor Swift there.
7: <laughs> yeah, I think definitely I, I kind of really like Taylor Swift. I love that girl. But um yeah, so he was always going on tour and stuff. He was a musician. And the song initially started off being really, really sad. I mean, it's what you heard and what I wrote is completely different. Okay. I put it on the piano and it was super sad and slow and whatnot. And it was just basically saying like, you know, you're leaving all the time. And and then it turned into the song that was kind of like being more so like, oh, you're kind of messed up and I don't want anything to do with you. You know, so it turned a little
0: bit. I love the song. By Thank the way. you. It's amazing. Um, does he know that you wrote s- a song about him?
7: Uh, actually, he does. I haven't showed him that one. We're still friends, okay. which is kind of funny. So uh, okay. For now, first. right? Um, yeah, tell me about it. When uh, the song drops. <laughs> uh, when, the, when, the, when the EP drops, the baggage was not the worst one that I wrote about him.
4: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but
7: it, he wrote a song about me, so I think we're kind of equal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. don't date a mu-
4: musician then, because you might get a song.
7: Yeah, definitely don't date musicians or or comedians. If you do, treat them right. <laughs> <laughs> treat them very right. right. <laughs> comedians, you're gonna get roasted either way. Said,
0: so, right. musicians or what was the other one?
7: Comedians or musicians. Oh, comedians.
0: Have you had a bad experience with a comedian?
7: I haven't had a bad experience, um, but like I have a really good friend that's a comedian, and every time I hang out with him, I'm like, I feel like I'm just gonna be a punchline. Next time oh, that you're on stage,
1: God. you know,
7: like the LA girl or this or that, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh man. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say around
0: Who are Okay. Oh, oh no, I was curious about your musical influences.
7: Um, I really like Banks and Halsey. Um, yes. I used to listen to a lot of Christina Aguilera and Adele. Not that yes. my music is very similar to theirs, but they're def- definitely their music and the messages that their music had. Mostly Adele um, played a big part in me wanting to sing and do that. Just like the way that her music affected me, I was I really wanted my music to affect people in the same way or have an impact on people.
4: Any older artists had an influence on you?
7: Celine Dion. Oh, definitely. cool. Celine Dion. I loved Michael Jackson. Still do. Yeah.
4: Um,
7: Phil Collins. Oh
4: hey. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Genesis.
7: And then my mom used to always play Delita. This guy named Yanni when I was a kid.
4: Yanni. <laughs> yeah.
7: Like With the hair. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That... The long hair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well I think it's awesome that you're also a singer songwriter because uh I know Emily Um Kinney, who played Beth Green, they kinda showcased her singing on The Walking Dead. And um, maybe that they would do the same for you on uh
7: would love that i would absolutely love that
4: does this um interview now remind you of your um role on unfriended dark web because we're on skype oh,
7: this is kind of like the movie yeah but yeah. i shot everything that i shot i didn't do it with anyone like i was the only one on set that day oh really yeah i mean i remember going to the rap party for that and one of the main girls uh saw me and she was like what are you doing here and i was like what do you mean she's like you're not supposed to be at the rap party, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Are you a fan?" And I was like, <laughs> no, no. What? Yeah, because none of us like I didn't work with any of them. Oh, wow. I didn't. Um, I didn't get to see them on set or anything. My days were completely different. Yeah. So, okay. And, like we watched the movie right before that, so a part of me was also kind of like, mm. "Yeah, come on." <laughs> <laughs> never
4: so that so, so they don't actually film in a skype or like um online chat kind of format they filmed a separate oh, no,
7: i think basically. they did i think they okay. did because all everything that i shot was shot on a macbook like my i have a macbook like that like this and um yeah for the most part it was like iphones and macbooks
0: right, i'm cool. pretty
4: sure yeah awesome yeah, they're pretty so you know, cool type of horror movies definitely
0: worth um checking out yeah i want to check it out i'm really dying to check it out I was curious uh, when season two of World Beyond is uh, supposed to start, and uh, if you had any information on that. we would uh, we and also the fact that we're only getting two seasons of World yeah. Beyond as a limited yeah. series. Yeah.
7: Um, I believe it should be starting in January. As of right now, I'll be going back end of January, but we never, you know, the, with everything that's happening in the world, I don't really know.
0: Yeah, everything's been shifted around because I know we were supposed to see your show like uh, earlier, a lot earlier than uh, this October. Yeah, and uh, things got pushed because of scheduling. But so uh, I know you,
4: um, I, I know you can't reveal anything, but um, if there were were to be a crossover at some point on your show, who would you like to see on um on your show?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
7: Daryl. Dixon.
4: Daryl, definitely Darryl
7: Dixon. And I know Aaliyah would say Negan.
4: Okay. So.
7: But yeah, 100% Daryl Dixon. I think that he's like a guy version of, or Hopes a girl version of him, and a little bit younger. Maybe not exactly alike, but they both have this similar way about themselves. And I would just, I would, I also would die to work with Norman Reedus.
0: Awesome. Maggie, you you actually see
4: your, Do you actually see your parents in the show? Or could Daryl maybe be your father?
7: You uh. <laughs> know what? That would be sick. We don't know who right. Hopes' actual parents are.
0: See that? Yeah. Oh, that's actually right. a good fan theory that you just started. Hey, that.
7: remember me? You abandoned me.
4: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, give me a shout-out. Give me a shout-out if it actually comes true. <laughs> <laughs> Say, like, Chachi, Chachi was right. Like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, World Beyond will be tying in from what I read, so we're, we're really excited about it. And, man, the end of the first episode, Alexa, CRM. Oh, my God. Took everybody out. Man, I'm just, I'm I'm devastated to see that.
3: I know, I know. uh (laughs) killed all those background people off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know.
3: I don't know if we're going to get called
0: back.
7: (laughs) (laughs) You guys could have gone out. The possibilities are endless.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true. Awesome. Maggie or Sarah, any other uh, closing questions?
7: Yes. So um, I know you play the piano. Do you play any other instrument? How long have you been playing the piano for? Uh, I started playing the piano when I was five. Uh, I'm not as good as you'd think I'd be for having played the piano for 19 years. But uh, i that's the only instrument that I play. I tried playing guitar for a little bit, but it just didn't go very well. That's
1: awesome. awesome.
7: Great
3: at
0: it. Thank you. And we'll have Maggie ask the last question. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You're on the spot. <laughs>
3: Are there any upcoming episodes that are like standout episodes for you?
7: The Blaze of Gory. Um, I don't know if it's me personally, but just all of us. It was such an intense episode to shoot, and I think that that one's definitely going to stand out a lot. And then towards the end of the season, but I'm not going to reveal anything that happens later on.
0: Awesome! Wow, Alexa, thanks so much for being. Thanks for having. Oh. The Belt Show. If you could uh, do a little promo, let us know who you are, mm-hmm. um, your character from uh, World Beyond, and let us know you're on Below the Belt Show, and then throw out whatever you want at the end.
7: Hey guys, I'm Alexa Monsour. I play Hope in The Walking Dead: World Beyond, and you're watching Below the Belt Show.
0: Yes,
1: awesome. <laughs> that
7: was awesome. Let's
4: do, let's do a screenshot so everybody um, pose, pose on and the count smile. of three. Yep. All right, ready? One, two, three awesome awesome very
7: cool
0: alexa thanks so much have a good day on set thank you we can't wait to hear off.
4: don't don't uh, die on the show
7: (laughs) Um. no i won't die if they try and kill me on the show i just want you guys to know that i will not go down okay i will be like no this isn't happening
4: at least two seasons (laughs) (laughs) say hi to your dad
7: daryl for us Oh yeah, I will, Daddy. Okay, I get even weirder. All right, <laughs> Alexa, you're amazing. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much.
0: Right. Thank thank bye bye.
7: Bye. Oh my God.
2: Waking up, your bags are packed, and I dry my eyes. Thought it'd be forever.